Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? You know, my neighbor is snoring. Uh, you can hear him through the wall. I don't know if you guys will be able to pick it up on the broadcast here. Uh, look, this is the most professional show you're ever going to hear in your life. Other people have jingles and jangles and fucking stingers and uh, chirons and all sorts of bullshit. By the way, the podcasting chiron, I'm here to tell you, not effective. Nobody reads it. Nobody sees it. There is no such thing as a podcasting chiron. I don't know why I said people have it. Well, because you know why? Because that's what I aspire to. I want to work in one of those big gold buildings that the fucking podcasters all work in. They're all fancy. Nobody's in their house like me. Everybody's got a studio these days. Now you're like, oh, there's a pandemic. Nobody's in a studio. Shut up. Don't try to disprove my point this early in the goddamn show. I'm not even a fucking minute in. And you're going to come with me at a goddamn challenge? Try to argue with me and put me off my fucking path? I will not do it. I will proceed on my path. Look at this path. You see that? There's two sets of footprints. See when there's only one set of footprints? That's when I punched you in the face and left you behind because you were challenging me with a bunch of bullshit about broadcasting. And you laid there in a heap. And flies landed on your face. And there's nothing you could do about it. And maggots were laying inside your nostrils and eyelids. How about that? That's what you get for questioning me in a broadcasting manner. I get fucking knock you, your dick in the dirt, you lay there in the sand, and you get become a maggot face. You want to be a maggot face? Then step up. Keep talking a bunch of yang. You'll wind up being a goddamn maggot face. Uh, that seems unnecessarily confrontational this early in the show. That's that kind of stuff that, you know, you got to go at least a half hour before you start calling people maggot face. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, just ask the people at Parliament Funkadelic. They'll tell you that. Um, show enough bit fish. Uh, <laughs> or shouldn't have, shouldn't have. Shouldn't Nuff Bit Fish, is that the name of the album? I think it is. Along with Maggot Brain, which I was referencing, because then you're going to write me and go, it wasn't Maggot Face, it was Maggot Brain. Shut up, man. Again, you stepping up and correcting me. I'm tired of it. I'm going to fucking step on your foot. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I'll, I'll give you such a pinch. Don't even get in my way, and I'll pinch you in a bad place. It's not like I'm one of those guys who's going to be like, woohoo, pinch you on the ass, and you giggle like a secretary in the 30s. Fuck that. I'm going to pinch your liver. You want a liver pinch? Keep fucking bringing it. Keep telling me, well, you know, Mike, what they really meant to do is go to shut the fuck up with your actually nonsense and get ready to get a liver pinch. <laughs> You'll go down in a fucking heap. I'm leaving bodies all over this broadcasting beach. Broadcast beach. Remember that with Frankie Avalon? <laughs> ah, yes. And Annette Funicello. Ding, 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 ding. Broadcast beach. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Broadcast beach. Ding, ding. 
Uh, all I could think of were the words for this, the chorus. I, look, I don't know any of the verses. I, I didn't pay that close of attention. I was watching Don Rickles lead a group of bikers as he tried to uh, to stop an Funicello from dating Frankie Avalon or whatever the fuck they did. And then Batman had a surfing contest with the Joker. The beach was a weird place in the 60s. All right. Uh, I am here now podcasting Dracula. Uh, it is it is 4.50 a.m. right now. And that's that's well, that's in Los Angeles. You know, it's only 2.50 a.m. in Hawaii right now. So I guess I'm not really a Dracula there. Uh, although the sun is coming up in the east right now. Uh, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Look, folks, you come here for knowledge. That's what I dispense. I tell you right now, the sun rises in the east and it sets in the goddamn west. If you think otherwise, go ahead and try to challenge me. Come after me. Go ahead and bring me your charts and your fucking graphs, Copernicus. I will leave you in a heap on broadcast beach. <laughs> you want a piece of me? Step the fuck up, man. You're going to be lying. Just bodies all over broadcast beach. Fucking maps Copernicus style, you fucks. Maggot face. All right. Now I step on your foot and leave you there. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's 445. No, 450. That's what it is. Let me look at the, uh, the clock. I was going to say, look at the cock. Let me look at the cock right now. You know, when, yeah, here's, here's what I'm going to do. This seems weird, okay? Because these are the new podcasting times and everybody's got a show within a show. Here's the show where I jerk off. How about that? Would that be okay? What if I ran off a batch during the show? Do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think you could catch me at it? Because this is presupposing that I have not run off a batch on previous shows. Yeah, you do realize that, don't you? You do understand that, don't you? Uh, there were plenty of opportunities, or, or there was plenty of discussion. There were there were possible plans hatched for me to have sex during a podcasting broadcast. I will not lie to you. That was that was sometimes discussed in the past, not with Lily. Uh, don't, don't lose your mind. Not with Lily, but there were times where I was like, hmm, this wouldn't, this might be fun. Cause look, I've done shows naked and I've told you when I was, I've done shows from a bed. Uh, I've done shows from an airport. I've done shows from my car on a side street with people looking out their window and going, what the fuck is this Unabomber asshole doing? They're all just thinking to themselves, man, is that, is he like, is he like Timothy Morano McVeigh and he's going to fucking fertilizer blast our goddamn house? What's he got against our neighborhood? Is he talking to a fucking recorder out there? Uh, and those were my best episodes. Clearly. Clearly, when I cared enough about the show to bring you a show from a parking lot, that was that was when the show was at its peak, when I was recording anywhere all the time because I, I was going. My life had changed in such a fashion that I was recording in bathrooms and, and airport lobbies. And uh, and of course, don't forget the, the side streets of goddamn Venice, California. That's what you want. That that's see, that's your top broadcaster. Everybody else, like I said, they got a big building, they got studios, they got microphones and all that kind of fucking happy horse shit. You know what I got? I got me in my apartment trying to not to wake up my neighbor. I say I almost said trying to wake up my neighbor. Look, I don't want to wake up my neighbor. I don't want that to hassle the fucking pounds on the goddamn door. Although I, I do make this promise to you. If at some point I wake up a neighbor and they come over and pound on the goddamn door. I will bring the microphone over to the door and record whatever conversation happens. Are you ready for that? That's that's the we're plumbing the bottom of the barrel here. We're hoping to gin up some sort of controversy or some sort of confrontation in my apartment building, uh, the courtyard of my apartment building. Look, folks, let me tell you this. I don't have a shitty apartment building with a roof. All right. Nobody's got a fucking roof in my apartment building. My building is open to the skies. I walk outside. I get fresh air. I see the moon. Everything's fucking great. Your building, you walk out, there's a rug and a door. Terrible. Couldn't do it. It's bad enough I live in a fucking habit trail, ant farm bullshit. But the fact that I can just step out my door and be outside, that extra hallway walk is so fucking disconcerting, isn't it? Doesn't it just, it's disheartening is actually a better word. It just fucking, it levels you. Because you're in your house, you're in your apartment, you're like, man, it's gray in my apartment, I better go outside. And then you open the door for your apartment and you step out into that drab fucking, that 
on fish belly white paint on the walls and that fucking vomit pattern carpet that you got to walk out and you got to go stairs or elevator just to get outside of the building. Oh, it's just some Hitchcockian nightmare. You just want to walk outside. When I look, whenever there's a door, I'm going to tell you this right now, whenever there's a fucking door, it should lead outside. I don't ever want there to be a door that goes to another door. Fuck you. Give me a door that I can open and step out into the wild blue yonder. I want to step out into the great outdoors. I want to breathe, motherfucker. I want pine air coursing through my fucking lungs. I'm 53 years old. Again, I'm almost dead. I need to walk out into sunshine immediately. Just that extra 64 seconds I have to spend indoors after leaving indoors is such a hassle that it's just a death sentence. It is so bad. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, come on. Get in the elevator. You head outside. Everything's fine. No. Think about it. And I'm saying this to you right now. If you're in an apartment right now, that's an it's apartment with it. Cause you know what? You know what you live in? Here's what you fucking live in. All right. Cause I, right now I live in my apartment. Right. And then I step outside. It's out. I walk out the door. I'm outside sun pool wind. It's fucking gorgeous. All of the, all of the seasons are out there somewhere lurking in the, in the bushes, bushes for fuck's sake, hedges, dudes with fucking snow blowers and leaf blowers and whatever the fuck and the, and the stars and the Milky Way and Orion the Hunter beaming down at me and going, how's it going down there, Mike? And I'm like, how you doing, big O? And then I sashay off to my vehicle. See, because I've stepped outside into the world. It's fantastic. But you, if you live in an apartment within a, a building, like you got a building and then there's an apartment in that building, you know what you live in? You know what? I'm going to fucking say it right now. And I, I don't hold it against you because we all find ourselves wherever we find ourselves in life. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You live in a ship in a bottle. You hear me? That's don't, don't even pretend that you don't. You live in a structure inside of a structure. That's fucking awful, man. That is like the worst thing I've ever heard of in my life. Because uh, I've done it. Uh, look, I've done it in the past. Let's see, in Tahoe, no, in Tahoe, I walked right into the great outdoors. That was fantastic. Um, oh, in Naperville, a few places. Yeah, no, you know, uh, well, that was five steps away from a door. But so what? Still walked outside into a hallway. Blah, nobody likes it. Another place in Naperville, there were stairs. Jesus, fuck, you think my fat ass wants stairs? You want me to be navigating Mount Everest just to go home? Fuck that, man. I'm going to step outside into the world. I need to step out where there's breath and people and the possibility. I want danger. I want to walk out into danger. You guys and your ships in a bottle, you're just fucking in there right now, staring at a buccaneer flag going, we should step outside of this bottle, but you can't squeeze out of the opening. You're not, you're not free. You're not free, man. I can hear Jimmy. I can hear Jimmy. (laughs) Fucking ship in a bottle, motherfuckers. And you're going to tell me how to do my job? Step the fuck off, Gigantor. Oh man, I don't want to wake anybody up, but I do. I truly do. I want to wake this whole building up. I want to get a fire alarm going. I want a smoke alarm going. What if I puffed a, cig- a cigar? What if I had a butt going? What if I heat a couple of heaters? What if I lit a pack of fucking cools to do this show and you guys didn't even realize it? That's what brought out the character in my goddamn voice. I was like fucking Snoop Dogg and Dolomite just fucking got in a glass booth and, and telling everybody what's what and playing goddamn whatever songs I want to play. See, that's who I want to be. Get me into broadcasting. Get me out of this hell that I've created for myself where I wake up and I go from fucking desk to shower to kitchen to fucking to shower to bed to whatever the fuck, desk to couch, whatever. I can't even remember what the fuck it was because it's all screwed up at this point. Desk to kitchen. No, what is it? Kitchen, kitchen to shower. No, uh, bed to couch to kitchen to shower to desk to bed, Right. I don't know. Fuck by, by year 12. That's when I created that. The fucking pandemic made it come out of me. Whatever the fuck I, I created. I said, desk to kitchen to chicken to chicken, desk to kitchen to chicken. Uh, I'll go to a chicken. I don't care. I get some chicken in the freezer right now here. You know what? Let's talk about this. I'm going to, I'm going to get into this for just a goddamn second. Well, all right, well, there's a few things I got to talk about. There's a, a couple of things. I only got a couple of things to run down. Well, I also need your, need your opinion on stuff. 
<laughs> and I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, you just threatened to beat us up and have maggots laying in our eyes. And you also said we live in ships in a bottle. What the fuck could you possibly want to know from us? Well, here's what I want to know. I want to ask you a question uh, and you'll answer it for me. Certainly. Well, you don't have to answer it now. And it's not a poll of any sort. Well, I bet you could contact me. Some of you are my friends. Some of you are close and some of you aren't my friends. I do recognize that as well. Some of you had a very antagonistic relationship with me and you just listen to this because you hate listening and you grind your teeth. You're like, oh, I'd like to meet this asshole on broadcast beach. I'd show him who'd get left in a heap. Well, if you think you're man enough, if you think you're feeling frosty, if you're feeling froggy, jump. You hear me? That's what I'm saying. Why am I challenging listeners to a fight? Why would I ever do that? That doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm already worried every fucking day, every minute, every second that I'm alive and breathing. I'm worried that I'm going to lose listeners. I'm going to lose people who don't want to listen to this goddamn show. So now I do the show and I challenge everybody to a goddamn brawl. That doesn't make any sense. Although, you know, maybe that puts a little zip in this. Maybe puts a little cayenne pepper in our fucking crab salad. That fucking makes everybody go ahead and step up and go, you know what? I'm going to listen to this show just on the off chance somebody takes him up on it and he has a goddamn fist fight right there on the goddamn microphone. Let's do it. You think you want a piece of me? Yeah, you say that now, but then you'll be so blind with rage, you'll walk out of your ship in a bottle and you get lost in the hallways and they'll find your bones <laughs> years from now. And just with a note that with my address on it, as you were trying to find a way out of the building, but you were so seeing red, you collapsed in the hallway and they found your bones years later. Your skeleton was just there with rats climbing inside of it. Uh, did you see the dude who made a fucking guitar out of his uncle? I'm not even lying. That's not a fucking joke. That like really happened. And here's what. Th- All right, let's say this. I don't want to say it really happened because it's the fucking Internet and I have no idea what's true and what isn't true on the goddamn Internet online because I don't want to read anything anymore. I mean, I read certain things, but I don't want to read. You know, I there's always some bumbling bullshit where someone's like like you ever see there's a a Twitter account called like relationship dot text and it takes these Reddit posts where people ask for relationship advice. And look, man, if you're sitting down to type anything into Reddit and asking for advice from people, your relationship is over. It's over. You don't need to ask the. You don't need to crowdsource your 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 spouse or your fucking whomever whatever the fuck you got going on. You don't need to crowdsource this bullshit because the second you do, it's over. Make a decision. Walk the fuck away. I I truly believe, and I'm and look. This is not old man yell, yells at lawn or whatever the fuck. But I believe that there are uh, there are a younger generation of people like me who are so used so used to living their life uh, examined and online. That they they feel better about things if they ask the people who either on Instagram or the Internet or whatever, if they if they get if they get a crowdsourced answer. But it, then the best part is they'll ask. And it's always something stupid. It's like I walked in and uh, my husband had his dick in the babysitter. But here's the weird thing. It was in her hand and he claimed that he tripped and it fell out and she grabbed it to make sure he didn't fall on the floor. And she actually saved him from hurting himself. So I'm wondering, you know, this is strange because it's never been that way before. Also, this should this is going to be strange. Um, he came. Like, which is weird because if he was falling and she just grabbed him before he fell down and he came all over her weird teenager fucking dress. Um, but yet I, I still love him and I want to stay because other than this, he's great. That That's one of my favorite things in all of these things. Hey, I walked in and my girlfriend was was filled up like a fucking pin cushion. Every hole was working. Every palm was filled. She was given a foot job at the same exact fucking time. I mean, she was working seven cocks like a pro. But other than that, she's great. Should I stay with her? No, you fucking shouldn't. Find a goddamn door, not a teleprompter or whatever the fuck you're typing on. Get out of that house. It's all Amityville horror at that point. The second you sit down to type for fucking advice on the Internet, it's get out. That's all it is. Leave. Bail. 
And everybody's like, well, I have a kid. I don't want to fight. Well, then you got to deal with that shit, man. You know, that's your fault for fucking shooting bullets into the ether. If you hadn't fucking fertilized the ovum or whatever the fuck, then you wouldn't have to be having this kid conversation. You would have to tell your kid every fucking weekend. Yeah, you know, this is cool. Your mom doesn't mind that I take you for hot dogs. Hey, how's Larry? (laughs) You want to ask your kid how Larry is every fucking weekend? Then do something stupid and not leave your fucking wife and knock her up first. Jesus Christ. Because if you want to have kids, you got to go. That's the long haul, man. Now you're in. And be a good dad or be a good mom or be whatever the fuck. Don't be a jag off. All right. Uh, what do I know? I have no kids because you know why? Because I knew because I fucking knew, man. You want to talk about the fucking patient zero for writing for advice about a kid? I'd be the fucking worst. I, you know, my dad was, you know, his, his blood type was hams. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he I got no fucking guidance there. And then my mom had a never ending string of convicts and drug addicts who went and visited and hung out at my house. Those are good guys to turn to. Hey, Mike Carnett, prison barber. What do you think I should do with my son? Get the fuck out of here. Hey, Reuben, you and my mom are doing coke. Get go ahead and stop for a second because I'd ask my uh, what would I do if my kid wants to, some help building a Lego set and I have to go to work? What would I say to let him down gently? No, it's never happening. Fuck. Hey, Bob, my mom's boyfriend. We only met once, even though she dated you for not even fucking joking. Ten years. That's not a joke. There was this dude. He was a disembodied voice. He would call my mom. He, she was my mom was. And look, they were dating, whatever a relationship. I don't fucking know. Uh, it, it might've been the precursor of, of the, you know, maybe, maybe my mom and Bob invented Netflix and chill. Perhaps they did. I don't know what they were doing. I'm sure they were very happy about it, but we loved it. Like I've said before, because we'd be at home and the phone would ring at like fucking nine 30 at night. And we knew you knew it was fucking Robert and we'd, uh, uh Hey, is your mom there? Uh, yeah. Who's calling? It's Bob. And we would all, Lenny and I'd be like, yes, because that meant my mom was going to stay overnight at Bob's house and we could stay up all fucking night and do whatever the fuck we wanted, which was the best thing ever. Uh, but did I ever get to ask him any parenting questions? No, that never happened. You know, phone rings. Hey, is your mom there? Who's calling? Bob. Bob. Hi. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Um, when I grow up to be big and strong and I have babies of my own, um, do you think it's going to be weird if they come to me and they say that they need help with their homework when I haven't really gone ahead and applied myself in school to learn that much about chemistry? And he's going to be like, tell your mom I'm breaking up with her click. Cause he doesn't want to answer any fucking questions. Um, I used to wonder if Bob knew how many kids my mom had. Not that, I mean, then look, my mom was discreet. Cause I will tell you this. I've, t- I've been talking to my mom recently and she's, uh, she's doing that thing where she's telling me stuff about her life that I didn't know. And also my mom knows everything about everybody. My mom knows like everything about the family. So she'll come to me and she'll just be like, Oh my God. And she'll tell me something. And I'm like, I don't even want to, why do you know that? Like, I, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't want to know this. How do you know it? How the fuck is this something you have privy to? Oh, come on now. Oh, Michael, calm down. But then she laughs her ass off at me. Cause I'm always just like, I don't, uh, our next guest. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't need to fucking hear any of this bullshit. So the fuck's I talking about? Oh, see the internet. Fuck. Uh, I don't, I don't believe the internet. Like I said, this, this fucking Reddit thing, any of these both, any, it's all made up. Everything's a joke. It's always some goof. You know, it's always like, Hey, did you hear about the guy who fucked a gumball machine? And then he got the gumballs pregnant and they all hatched like with little babies and somebody bought them all and then had a little gumball army. I mean, you know, you're like, yeah, I guess so. That happened. Um, you know, cause it's the internet said it. That's where I saw it. It was what the internet said. Uh, but I, I just saw this, uh, so I saw some picture and again, I didn't read the story cause I can't read the story. Cause again, they might bamboozle me and try to fool me. This happens on Twitter all the fucking time. There's these dudes who they change their name and their photo. So they look like a foot, a football reporter. And so they have the full name of the football reporter and the picture of the football reporter, but their at name on Twitter is like, you know, 
Boba Fuck 91. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Because you didn't realize it was Boba Fuck 91. And instead, you read the Major League Baseball trade rumor, and you're like, hold on a second. That sounds interesting. So that happened to me once. And then I went, you know what? Fuck this forever. So now I don't read it. Like, I don't believe any of the shit I read. I don't, and even the experts who write it. I don't, I'm just like, nope, don't believe you. Until shit's done, I'm not, I don't believe any of this stuff. And the same thing happens on, on fucking Reddit and all these other places. So when I see a picture of something that looks like it's too good to be true, when someone's like, look at this rabbit, it's as big as a fucking radio flyer. So what? Good night. Night of the Lepus. Okay. Maybe get a fucking big ass carrot and feed it. Like you ever see the giant chicken? I'm sure the giant chicken is real, but I'm also not sure the giant chicken is real. Cause I'm sure there's some trick lens or some bullshit or cause it's this trick. I mean, this chicken's like fucking look, first of all, it's like 15 years old. I think this meme or this fucking video clip. I love the video clip of the giant chicken. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Don't try to come to me and go, Mike, that's not cool. Cause I'll tell you right now, it's fucking cool. Whether it's a trick or not a trick, or it's just some fucking John Wick chicken that rules the goddamn roost. All of a sudden, there's like a bunch of little hens and stuff running around. And then this big fucking Brock Lesnar, Rhode Island red comes bursting out of a fucking chicken house and it squeezes out barely. And then it's like, boom, boom. It's just, it's feet are making the same noise the Ed Kemper actor made in fucking Mindhunter. And it's just fucking flopping around. And I'm like, man, look at that fucking chicken. Cause I gotta be, look, I'll say this to you. All right. Totally true. If you see this big fucking chicken on a farm, you, I, you, and I'm not a farmer, just like I'm not a dad. Okay. But if I'm a fucking farmer and I've got a giant chicken that big, you're weighing, you're weighing the pros and cons. You're like, all right, I could go viral with a video clip or I could cook the fuck out of this chicken. I could like cook the fuck out of this chicken right now. Wouldn't you cook the fuck out of that chicken? Don't you raise chickens to eat chickens? especially boy chickens. Cause like girl chickens lay eggs, which is fine. And then you can keep them fucking forever and you don't have to kill them. But the dude chickens, they're, they're just, they're just born for the ax, right? Aren't they just going to get fucking plucked and cooked and dumped in the fucking garbage can? For, Cause and I'll tell you this, I don't know where you're going to fucking cook this dude, this gigantic fucking chicken. And I, cause again, I'm not lying. This chicken was built like a Yugo. I mean, it was fucking huge, man. This chicken had windshield wipers. That's not a lie. It was like, and they were factory installed. This thing came out of the fucking egg. I can't imagine this thing came out of an egg. It, it, how big was that fucking egg? You ever see those ostrich eggs that feed five people? They're green. You got to open them with a fucking hammer, which by the way, fuck the world. Hey, look, we, there's always that running joke about who's the first guy to eat an egg. Hey, this came out of a chicken's ass. I should break it open and eat it, which is of course silly and dumb, right? Ha ha. Let's all have fun. Uh, and that's fine. It's also a concept that I totally get. It's like, all right, that seems weird. Why would you eat something that came out of something's ass? But also cavemen at the time, they were eating each other. They don't give a fuck. Caveman and eat your cock. If you fell asleep too close to the fire, they don't give a flying fuck about you or your cock. They just think you're a tasty breakfast. Um, but fucking chickens and shit like that, they're just, they're just made to be eaten. That's what they're there for. That's that's what they're ready to fucking do. They're ready to get fucking plowed for fuck's sake. And, uh, and I, I just think that if you had a chicken as big as a fucking Yugo, it had to come from somewhere and you see those fucking ostrich eggs and you think to yourself, who the fuck was the first dude to eat an emu egg? I mean, look, it's bad enough trying to eat an emu, of course. But if you, if you had a fucking egg that was, that shell was so thick, you had to smash it open with a fucking hammer. You can't be thinking to yourself, oh, this is a serious delicacy. I mean, unless it's the same principle as, oh man, everybody keeps their money in a safe and those are hard to break into. So I'll bet this is the most expensive, (laughs) delicious egg I've ever had in my life because this fucking egg's got a combination. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's like eating, I'd rather eat a Fabergé egg than a fucking ostrich egg for fuck's sake. Uh, but you know, you see that giant chicken, you think he had to, there had to be a mighty fate that befell him. Right. Unless, cause also look, man, you're the farmer 
And like I said, you got a choice. You need to go look at this chicken. He's awesome. He plays like, like the guy with the tic-tac-toe chicken in fucking New York. That chicken saved his own fucking life. They were going to cook that chicken. He was going to be Peking duck hanging in the fucking window. And he just went buck, 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 X. And they're like, what the fuck? Did that chicken just say X? And then they put him in a box and he beat tourists at X's and O's for the rest of his goddamn life. They fed him feed. He got the fuck all the other chickens. He was thrilled because he stood out. He was the Michael Jordan of fucking of game playing chickens. And that's why they put him in a box. And look, is that a life? You're probably thinking to yourself, well, that's not much of a life. You're in a box in Times Square and you got a player in Chinatown, whatever the fuck. You got to play against uh, kids and whatever, tic-tac-toe. Let me ask you this. How much of his life is being broasted? Let me ask you, really, think to yourself. How much of a life is getting plucked and fucking crisply, crisply skinned and hanging in a window until some fat idiot like me comes to Chinatown and goes, I like Peking duck and eats the fuck out of you. See, that's not good at all. I'd rather match wits with the children of the neighborhood. <laughs> neighborhood that's what i would rather do if you asked me if you put it on the line he said let me let me ask you something would you rather match wits with the children of the neighborhood in quite possibly the the most simple game ever invented or would you rather be fried to a crisp and eaten by tourists you know what i'm I'm gonna go nine out of ten times because i can't i can't discount one wild hair where i choose getting eaten by tourists but nine out of ten times lock me in that box and i will fuck you up x style baby that's it uh, and it's the same thing. Top right. You go middle. I go bottom right. You go middle. I go block you. And then you go top right. And then I go block you again. And then you fucking go, I go bottom left. And then we're just cats game. It's a goddamn cats game. Me and you. And you know what? You'll just fucking play me forever. And I will dominate you in my stuffed up machine. I'm just jammed in this box and I don't fucking care. I would rather fucking cats game you for all eternity than be eaten by tourists. But again, that's nine out of 10 times. One of those times I'm going to wake up and go, you know what, man? I feel like getting fucking masticated. Somebody masticate the fuck out of me. Let's get some tourists to bite me. Who wants to bite me right now? Chew me and swallow me. Separate me. Let me ask you this. I'm going to, I'm going to put this on the, the, the label for you. Put the, ta- the label, maybe the table. Uh, maybe I'll put it on the label table. Maybe I do that. With, you know, it says Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on the label, label, label. You will like it, like it, like it on your table, table, table. Let me put this out there for you. If you were to be eaten, and I'm, I'm talking like by fucking cannibalized dudes or, you know, your neighbor or whatever the fuck, Dahmer, who cares? Uh, would you rather be eaten by a tribe of cannibal dudes or would you rather be eaten by one dude like a Jeffrey Dahmer? Because the thought process is if one dude eats you, you're still together like your skin your bones your everything about you is still in his belly or whatever the fuck and in his whatever and in his fridge it you're you're still you like if something happens if some weird miracle happens all of you is still there sure certainly been chewed up um and as we've discussed this before i don't know what it's like when you because again i i don't read the bible as often as i should (laughs) which which means never but isn't it true that like you, uh, like I've, I've told you, I've speculated, this is why I'm not an organ donor. Cause if I go to, if I go upstairs and there's the fucking pearly gates of Shabba doing his dance and fucking Santa Claus is there, he opens the book. He's going to, Hey man, you bring your liver. I'm going to go, no man, somebody pinched it on fucking broadcast beach. And he's going to go, well, you're going to non liver heaven then. And then you got to go to non liver heaven. You got to eat fucking just boiled chicken breast and all sorts of garbage. Cause your liver, your liver's not there to fucking uh, process the food inside you. See, that's the thing. You can't give away your fucking uh, g- gizzards because then you show up in heaven empty. And then it's like, what's up, empty Joe? You got to go to fucking uh, empty heaven. And then you're up there and you can't eat anything because the food would go from your mouth all the way right down to your ball sack. You want a ball sack full of chewed food? How gross does that sound? But you'd do it because you gave away your stomach. Good for you, genius. 
way to sign that fucking card and go, you know what? If something happens to me, here's, here's me. Here's how benevolent I am. I want to share this with the world. If something happens to me, please, please give some unfortunate sod my stomach. And they're like, all right, man. So then you die. They take out your whole fucking GI system. And then they fucking put it in some other dude who's like, ho, ho, look at me using this used stomach to all of its capacity. And then you float your ghost up to Santa's house and he's just like, hey, man, what's going on? You're like, nothing. He's like, you sound hollow in there. And you're like, well, yeah, I gave my stomach to a poor unfortunate. He's like, well, look at you going to stomachless heaven. And then he's like, you're like, what? And he's like, yep. And you can't eat because otherwise the food will wind up in your ball sack. And then what do you do? You stare forlornly at stomach heaven. It's way across the fucking bow because they don't want you sneaking over there and trying to eat something. And then you fucking get all bottom heavy. Like the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker toys that I had when I was a kid that were like weebles. And my brother threw one through the fucking window and then he blamed me. We both got grounded. Uh, yeah, man, you don't want to be fucking. So I would rather be eaten by one dude, you know, but also, but then if you're eaten, do you go to heaven as a pile of masticated chow or just a, a bunch of fucking Dahmer diarrhea? Is that what fucking happens? I can't believe I used that word. It's disgusting. I can't believe I said it. I don't like scat. You know that it's gross. But in this instance, we have to talk about it. We have to discuss it. Would you, if you get chewed up, because he's not chewing you up and spitting you out. I don't think Dahmer's watching his weight at that point. But Lee McDahmer? Oh, how fucking nasty is that? He fucking sautés you. He fricassees your goddamn kidneys and he chomps them up and spits them out because he's like, ah, no, I got to keep trim. I got to keep trim for my job at the chocolate factory. You know, I have bonbons over there. I had one too many today, so it means I can't fully digest your spleen. What the fuck, Dahmer? If you don't be watching your weight, Dahmer, if you're going to eat me, eat me. Eat all of me. Eat every goddamn piece. I, I demand that you have like a fucking toe fruit salad and a fucking sandwich full of hair. Just do that. Uh, <laughs> you're damn right. That fucking time code's going down there. That's going to be the name of the show. Don't you think a toe fruit salad and a sandwich full of hair? It's a lot of words, but we'll figure it out unless something else pops up later. There could be something even better later. Wouldn't that be grand? Uh, but that's the deal, man. You see this stuff on the internet and I can't believe any of it. I don't want to believe any of it. I can't believe it. I can't invest myself in it. And then, Cause you get hosed. That's the deal. You fucking go in all in on it. You're like, Oh man, check it out. Giant chicken. And everybody's like, ha ha stupid. It was done with mirrors. You you're fooled by a chicken. Uh, and then you feel just as dumb as the people who lost a goddamn tic-tac-toe to the fucking chicken in a box. Um, but that chicken is glorious. He's just killing everybody. He lives a fucking quality life. It's like the chicken who used to pick the super bowl. You ever see that chicken? There was a chicken who gave predictions for the super bowl. He'd fucking walk out kick a ping pong ball or whatever into a box or whatever the fuck, or he'd poke a, he'd peck his beak through a picture of a helmet or something. I don't know. It's just all dumb. What a dumb world we have truly the dumbest world imaginable. It is just the stupidest thing ever. People looking for fucking any sort of distraction. I don't know. Let's have a fucking chicken pick the Super Bowl. Yes. Put it on the news. That's the even worse part. Every year it would be like, oh, and then don't forget that Tuffy Timmy, the chicken in Florida, went ahead and picked this year's dolphins to win the Super Bowl. What the fuck? I, I don't know. How did you even how did you finagle that into the news? Who who called the news? Hey, I got an angle for you. Check this out. I got a chicken. The news guy's like, there's chickens all over the fucking place. Like, hold on a second. I got a chicken who picks winners. What? Yeah, that's right. I got a chicken who picks fucking Super Bowl winners. Really? He does. And he can pick the final score. 
You gotta be fucking kidding me. No, I'm dead serious. Get a camera crew over here immediately. Of course we will. With a siren on the van. They go onto the Everglades and view this guy's chicken in a fucking shitbox kicking ping pong balls on the number seven. And they go, oh, you know what that means? They're going to score a touchdown. Jesus, you got bamboozled by fucking future chicken. I can't believe that happened to you. The fucking news media jumped right on it. That makes water skiing squirrel look like the fucking salt two talks. You got to go ahead and have fucking Super Bowl chicken. Water skiing, squirrels, Super Bowl, chicken, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And now the new thing I see is I see all these videos of people who go on safari and they feed like camels a sandwich or whatever the fuck. You ever see that? The people who are like, they they drive through. Look, man, just, just, and I, I know my buddy Mike's gone on these. He went and looked at gorillas and shit in the mist and good for him. And I think to myself that I would, you know, I'd go to the jungle because what the fuck at this look at this point with the fucking pandemic, I don't get me out of my fucking apartment. Step me into the courtyard and sh- fly me to the moon. I'll, I'll go fucking I'll play a, a chicken, a tic-tac-toe. I'll watch a chicken pick the Super Bowl. I'll watch a squirrel water ski and I'll go watch monkeys in the mist. I'm cool with all of that, man. But in the old days, it was like, why are you going on safari? People now they're like people are on safari and they got the windows rolled down. And, the, and this is the thing that always freaks me out. Like you go to the jungle. You see these fucking idiots. They go to the jungle, which is fine. Look, they're not idiots. Everybody's looking for adventure. All right. You want to go to the fucking jungle? Go to the jungle. But please recognize that the, the jungle's not your territory. The jungle's not your turf. It's like when you all right, it's when you're in your house. OK, you're in your house and and like uh, just say like a sparrow flies into your house. You're like, what the fuck? Know your role, sparrow. And you try to chase him with a broom to get him out of your fucking house. You know why? Because you're freaked out because the contract that exists between humans and birds has been broken. He has burst into your fucking domicile and he's going ahead and flying around shitting on everything. He's singing. He's trying to build a nest. You're like, what the fuck, bird? Go outside. There's trees everywhere and you can't do anything about it. You're trying to chase him and he's in. Look, unless you're going to fucking gack that bird, he's not going to leave unless he wants to. But he's also just as scared as you are. But sometimes some brazen bird might have come in because he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm tired of living outside. Let's do this. It's fucking raining. Let me in your fucking place. And he sparrows out and he flies in. He looks at you and he sings. Then he eats your bird bell which you have a bird bell, don't you? That's me. That might've been my issue when I had the sparrow. I have a bird bell hanging in my house. I'd hung it to taunt them. Yeah, this is probably a bad idea on my part. I hung a bird seed bell in my window to taunt the bird. So they would fly at the window and smash into it. Was that smart? Probably wasn't. Uh, but then they got the revenge because I opened the screen door once to step outside into the world, not a fucking hallway, but the world. And sure enough, the sparrow who is playing dead on the ground leaped to his bird feet and he swooped into my house to eat bird bell stuff and laugh at me. Uh, I like how I turned that into a situation involving me when it involved you a second ago. Anyway, so here's the thing. When the bird comes into your house, you freak the fuck out because again, the, the understanding we have at the bird world is you stay the fuck out there. We'll stay in here. Now, look, we fucked that agreement up millions of times by bringing the birds into our house and putting them in a cage. So again, that's just like their ship in a bottle. You got a bird in a cage in a house that's fucked. And also we fuck it up because then we go outside and the birds are like, all right, cool. This is where we live. And you're like, really? We're going to cut down all of these trees right now. And the birds are like, what the fuck? Why? Well, can we live in your apartment? No. Why are we jagoffs the birds? We deserve, we deserve every bad thing a fucking bird could possibly do to us. And that gets me back to the goddamn safari. Because like I said, when you're at home and a sparrow flies into your house, that breaks the contract that you had with birds that they would stay outside and you could be inside, but also come outside sometimes. Uh, but then you go into the jungle. All right. You see these people who go to the jungle and, and like a fucking barnyard owl swoops into their car and lands on their dashboard and they start screaming 
Like, like they just saw five murders at once and they're freaking the fuck out. Ah, ah. Cause you know, also barn owls are fucking gigantic. They, they will claw the fuck out of you, man. They're not, they, they cause I, I, you know, and you ask it owl. he's not fucking around. He's like, who you motherfucker. I'm schooling you. You know why? Cause you came to the fucking jungle. You asked for this shit. You know, if you stay again, there's a contract. Birds stay outside, you stay inside, but then you sometimes live in the outside. But the jungle is where they live, man. That's asking for fucking trouble. That's like that's like going to the Ducky Boys territory. You're going to get caught on the football field and smashed by those idiots. Unless you got the, the, the big fucking dude who looks like Ernie Kovacs on steroids there with a fucking plank from the stands to help you win the fight. Uh, and then the Wongs. Don't fuck with the Wongs. Uh, but sure enough, man, you, you go to the jungle. That's their fucking place. That's where owls live and fucking and gorillas and, and cheetahs and gazelles and all those assholes. Let me ask you this. You always see these nature shows, right? Where there's a gazelle or an antelope and he's hauling fucking balls. And all of a sudden behind him, you'll see there's like a tiger and a cheetah both just fucking going, all right, we're going to catch this dude and he's lunch. Are we going to split it? And the tiger's like, yes, but the tiger's not really going to split it with the fucking cheetah. He's going to scare him off. And then a leopard blazes past two of them and he's just like, haha, I will get this gazelle. Now let me ask you this. You see it on TV and you're like, holy fuck, that's exciting and amazing. Now, if you saw it from your car in the jungle, you'd be like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe this is happening in front of my very eyes. Now, picture this. The gazelle, in his fucking haste to escape tiger, cheetah, leopard trio, looks and sees your car and he just fucking makes a beeline for it and he dives through the fucking windshield into your car to hide from the monsters. Do you get pissed? Are you mad at him? Are you angry? Or do you realize that, you know what? I'm in his habitat. He deserves to fucking duck into my goddamn car. I'm just a hiding place. That's all you are at that fucking point. You have no privilege. You can't be like, oh, you know what? This is a Buick, sir. No, fuck no. That gazelle's like, I don't give a fuck. It's a Buick or an ant mound or a fucking pile of hedges. If it gets me away from the gnashing jaws of three separate cats, I'm hiding in your fucking car, motherfucker. By the way, do you happen to have an owl I could talk to? Because he would know the laws of the fucking jungle and the two of us would explain them to you post haste, motherfucker. Uh, but these people freak out. Like I saw, I saw some video and look, I will tell you this too. There's another video, a couple of dudes, a couple of Arab dudes just wearing their Arab clothes. And they're out in the fucking, uh, I don't know if they're in the jungle or the desert. I don't know. They're where camels live and a fucking, the driver is sitting there and the other dude has like, it had to be, it looked like baguettes. I, it, cause it, cause also I thought it was a grinder at first. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing with a fucking Italian sub in the middle of the desert? You fucking idiot. <laughs> Who stops? <laughs> Is there a subway in the Sahara? I know they're pretty much everywhere, but Jesus Christ, I can't imagine where you're picking up sub sandwiches in the middle of the fucking desert, but good for you or in the jungle or whatever the fuck, which would be another reason for these fucking animals to dive into our fucking car and fuck with us because we built a subway there, not even a blimpy, at least build a blimpy for these motherfuckers. Just give them that. But no, you got to build a subway in the middle of the fucking desert. And then this guy grabs a couple of subs for the road and then sure enough, they park. And what happens? Some fucking camels are coming over. And they stick their gigantic camel heads in the fucking window. Because here's another thing. People think their fucking animals are cartoons. They'll watch fucking Sir Richard Attenborough. And he's like, the delicate camel is loping through the desert. He's looking for his family now, trying to avoid danger and also stay cool in the evening sun. And everybody's like, oh, that's cute. I would love to be there until you get there. And then a camel spits in your fucking eye and sneezes on your lap. And then you're like, I am covered in camel drool. This is fucking awful, man. But yet you can't just go, excuse me, camel. That was rude because you're in the camel's house. You ventured out to desert town, man. You deserve this. You're in a fucking sandcastle and you get everything that you fucking deserve when you're in a fucking sandcastle. You came to their house, man. You're in camel neighborhood. 
So these ass fucks are sitting there, like not even ass fucks. One guy is terrified, all right? I don't want to give this guy the business. The other idiot is the jerk, the guy with the sub sandwiches or the fucking baguette, whatever the fuck he's got. And there's a camel who sticks his head in the passenger side window. Now, look, I'm going to, uh, um, all right, look, I think it's the driver's side window. All right, look, in America, it would be the driver's side window. Does that make sense? The left window. And, uh, and that dude at that window is terrified of this camel. All right. But his buddy in the other passenger, in the other seat, the front seat is laughing. He thinks it's hilarious and he keeps putting the sandwiches and the bread up by his buddy's face. So the camel will bury his face in the dude's face while he's trying to eat the sub sandwich or lick the bread. And he's, he's accidentally like breathing and licking the other dude. And this dude, he's screaming like a lady. Like he is not into it at all. And it just, you know what it looked, it looked like big brother, little brother dynamic. Like the, the one dude was so terrified and scared. He couldn't do anything. And the big brother was just like laughing at him and doing a bunch of shit and fucking making him feel awful. And it, it is so painful to fucking watch, man. And I guess it's supposed to be funny because it went viral and everybody's like, ha ha. Oh, homeboy didn't want any of that camel. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Well then don't go to fucking camel town. And then also tell your fucking friend to hide his goddamn hero sandwich when the fucking camel comes around. And also then don't hang it around my neck like a fucking disc man. Jesus fuck. And, and I don't understand the, the tormenting. It's just, it, it made me uncomfortable to watch. I was like, you fucking dick. And, and look, do I blame the one dude for going to camel town anyway? Yes. You, if you, cause you know, your friends a jag off and you stopped at subway and he bought like 10 sandwiches. You're like, what the fuck do you need 10 sandwiches for? And he's like, Oh, I'm very hungry in the desert. And then you pull out there, he stops the fucking car. And then he's like, get over here, camels. And then, cause you know, look, if there's one thing we all know, we learned it in school. You learned it again in college and you've seen it in any number of entertainment productions over the years. Camels love Italian subs. Can't be argued. Camels love a salami. They love a pepperoncini. They love an oil and vinegar blend. They love a little blast of salt and the pepper. They love a provolone. They love it all. Uh, a camel, you know, and look, I got to be a, a camel will even eat a Taylor ham. A cam, camels love sandwiches. I don't want to narrow it down to Italian subs. Uh, nah, actually, I do. I go the other way. Take it back. Camels are choosy and choosy camels choose Jif, but not this time. They get an Italian sub. So, uh, so this dude's holding up the fucking sandwiches in front of his buddy's face and his buddy's screaming like a, like a woman. And I'm like, what is happening here, man? And then again, again, in the comments, everybody's like, Oh, so funny. This is hilarious. Oh, I love it so much. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. You should be brought out of that car in the desert, stripped naked and staked to the ground with scorpions placed on your stomach to see and let them do whatever they fucking want. You know, I, that's what I would do. I would literally put, if I, I would, if I was that guy's friend, I'd knock him out with a blackjack. I actually, I'd grab one of the Italian subs. I'd hit him with it. Cause it was a big one. It was a big one. Knock him over the head. And I'd go, Oh, you, so you think cameras are funny, huh? And then I would take him, drag him out and I would strip off his dashiki. Uh, and I would put him in the, uh, I would stake him to the ground naked. And then I would put an Italian sub, uh, on his face. So the camels come I, actually, you know what? Ooh, I would do this. I would put it under his chin. So he's holding it tight to his chest with his chin. Uh, and then I would put four scorpions on his stomach, two facing his nuts and two facing his face. And they could decide what, what they wanted to do. Do they want to sting him? They want to hang out. They want to run either way. Or they want to all gang up on the balls, whatever the fuck. I wouldn't care. Don't, don't, don't fucking laugh at a camel licking me because you're putting a sandwich on my face and don't film the fucking thing and put it on the goddamn internet. Cause you know, for the rest of the year, that guy is just, you know, uh, lady screaming Abdul. Nobody wants that. That's fucking terrible. Everybody's mad at fucking Lady Screaming Abdul. That's what that guy gets labeled as by his crew. 
I know in Ahmad, he would make fun of that guy incessantly forever. If that guy was in his crew, if you're in that, if that dude's in your crew, he's just forever. He's, he's lady screaming Abdul. That's it. So he has to take his buddy out. There's only one way to do it. You got to take him out. You got to stake him to the fucking ground and go with the four scorpions on the belly and the sub under the neck. So if the scorps don't get him, the camels will show up. Take that, you fucking viral motherfucker. And I'm going to film you. It's going to be like Leslie Nielsen and fucking Ted Danson and Creepshow. I'm going to put a TV and a camera out here. I'll come back and get it in three days. Uh, it's going to be glorious to see what the scorpions did to your, your balls. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the scorpions do to your balls, sir, sir. You see this stuff. But again, I don't know what's real on the fucking internet. This shit goes virally like whatever. There was a fucking dude. So again, this dude, this dude make a fucking, he made a, uh, he made his uncle into a guitar. Like his real bones, like he he got, and and I look was I curious? Yes. Did I read it? No, because this is not anything I need to know. My I'm I'm already fucking wayward and lost. I every every second I talk is a second closer to death. I don't need to know all this dumb shit anymore. But it and and look, do I do I still look at it occasionally? Yes. But I'm trying to be better about it. I'm trying to I'll see something like that and I'll grit my teeth and go. You don't you just don't need to read this, buddy. Just fucking move on. Uh, but, but the picture was enough. And the headline was this dude, he turned his uncle, I don't know if his uncle loved metal. And so he turned his uncle into a fucking, uh, uh, like a, it looks like fucking Mr. Scary. One of Dawkins guitars, George Lynch. I mean, it's just fucking bananas. It's, it's a human skeleton guitar and supposedly it's his uncle and, and it's a tribute to his uncle. And I'm just like, dude, I just, I can't imagine his uncle who probably died of cancer or some shit, just laying in his bed. And he looked at his nephew and he said, nephew, you got to promise me something. Uh, yes, uncle. Uh, when I die, when I die. Yes. Please make sure they boil my corpse. Uh, what? Yes. Make sure the boil my corpse. So the meat comes off easier. Ooh, uncle, this is getting really, no, you must listen to me, boy. <laughs> you must listen to me, boy. Boil my corpse until my bones are bleached white. Uh, okay. And then, and what you want a mausoleum? No, of course not. Why? What's the point of stripping the flesh off? If you're not going to keep the bones, I'm sorry. Who's keeping the bones now? You son, you son, you, you're keeping the bones. Uh, man, uncle, this is, uh, this just doesn't seem like a plan that you've thought out. I, are you, are you sure this isn't the medicine talking? No, of course not. I'm telling you right now, you, I wrote it up already on a sheet of paper. Here's the instructions. You, you boil my bones till the, <laughs> the flesh falls off clean and they're bleached white. Okay. Uh, and, and then, yes. And then you get the bones. I don't, what, and I don't really, I don't think I want your bones. I go, but listen to me. I love heavy metal music. Yes, I'm, I'm aware of that. Certainly it's something you've made me uh, quite privy to over the years. And you introduced me to several bands. Yes, I did. And I know you love them, too. Well, I, you know, times change. I wouldn't say I'm a metalhead. So I don't care what you say, boy. You love metal as much as I do. And that's why you want to boil my corpse, strip off the flesh, get rid of the organs, take the bones bleached white and build them into a guitar you can play yourself. I'm sorry. You heard me, son. You want to go ahead and make sure that you can play me, play me for the rest of all eternity. You must sing, sing stairway and all sorts of Pantera songs, plucking the strings that you string between my delicate ribs, using my femur as the neck. And I'll tell you what I will not, I will not feel comfortable in the afterlife unless I know there's a humbucker placed where my dick used to be, son. (laughs) Oh, man. So this kid did it. 
he fucking did it. He, t- I don't know. I don't know how that speech works. I don't know who you tell to boil your uncle and strip the flesh clean, whatever the fuck. And giving you the, bo- it just doesn't seem sanitary. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like if you just, that's like the ultimate lazy. Like if you just killed a mouse in your house and then you let it sit there until it was bones and then you swept it up because you didn't want to throw it out or bury it or whatever the fuck. Who wants to be turned into a guitar? And and again, like I said, that you, the uncle likes heavy metal music. The kid might be like, you know, actually, I, I'm more of a country guy. I mean, I, I don't know uh, if if walking out at the Grand Ole Opry with your skeleton slung over my shoulders to play some some tunes is a great idea. I don't care. Boil my bones, son. Boil my bones. <laughs> You know, it's good just to drink some water. It's good to talk to you people. It's good just to do anything. I was worried I wouldn't have anything in the tank. I was going to apologize in the beginning of the show and tell you that I, and I, 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 look, I don't want to say this is great. It's funny. Certainly I'm a funny guy. You can't argue with that, right? Um, can you, what if you did? What if you wanted to, what if you called me right now? What if somehow you heard by osmosis, I was proclaiming myself a funny guy in the goddamn show. And you called up to cut my confidence off directly in the middle of a record. Why I would hate you. I would not be thrilled with you at all. Uh, I've had a bit of a, uh, well, look, first of all, I left the house. I'll tell you this. I left the house. Um, and not just, you know, how sometimes I told you, I like leave the house every like 10 days and I go get, uh, I go get food and I'll go to the store and buy a bunch of stuff. Uh, but I don't usually, it's, I don't buy anything to cook. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I mean, I, I buy cans of soup and I, I've reverted back to my childhood. You know, what I've rediscovered this is, and this is a bad thing for a fat dude. Here's something I've rediscovered. Do you know, uh, like instant rice side dishes. You know what that is? Like it used to be Lipton used to have this mushroom rice that I would eat all the time. And I fucking loved it. It was so savory. But now there's this place called Nor's, I think that has taken it over. And so they had, they had like two for a dollar, I think, or no two for two bucks packets of rice. So I bought two Mexican, two Spanish, two chicken fried rice, two, uh, cheesy broccoli rice. And I just, I just bought them and brought them home. And then, again, it's that thing where you boil water, you boil water, butter in the packet and, and then you boil it and then you simmer it for seven to 10 minutes and then it's done. And then it's just a pile of fucking sodium. And oh my God, does it remind me of my childhood? I mean, I, I'll make that and I'll make like some fucking frozen fish fillets, like some beer battered ones or whatever the fuck from the Gorton's fishermen from Gorton's of Gloucester, throw those in, I get them super crispy and then I'll put them on top of the rice Sometimes chop them up into the goddamn rice, depending on the flavor. Oh my God, dudes. I have reverted to eating like a fucking child. I've reverted back to eating all the stuff from my fire. I like told you macaroni and cheese, all that nonsense. But that's only if I make stuff in my house. And you know, normally I'll go out and get food. That's something I wanted to ask you guys about. I, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second, but I, so I, I, I leave the house this week. Um, and, and I go, I went, I like, I went to, I went to get my car done. Like I haven't done my car in a year. I went to get the oil change. So I went to get my oil change and I was going to go and there was like a taco place down there I wanted to try and I needed to go get a haircut. Like I, I went, <laughs> I know this sounds ridiculous. Uh, I, I needed to run errands I, and I needed to drive, you know, 20 miles away from my house to do stuff, which I haven't done only. I've only done it um, what once or twice during this pandemic. Yeah, I, I um, one time I went <laughs> Uh, there was stuff left at my house and I had to drive it to somebody's house and drop it off. And then there was a time I went to get a hamburger in the middle and it, that was like fucking 30 miles away. But the, the, so I was like, fuck it, just go out. I, I just did it. Cause, um, 
my hair, my hair chick has been off for my hair chick. Fucking the woman who cuts my hair. She's been off for like three weeks and she texted me before she split. Cause the last time I got my hair cut, I said to her, listen, I don't know if they're going to shut you guys down. She's like, oh no, they're closing us down tomorrow. So you did a good thing in getting in here. I said, oh good. I, I kind of thought they were because this is when the pandemic was surging in fucking November or December. I forget. And so I said to her, well, look, you know, if you wind up cutting hair on your own, when they don't open the shop, let me know. Here's my number. And uh, I might be interested in that. She goes, okay, cool. So she texted me. Um, I think it was the beginning of Jan. No, it was like the second week of January, third week of January. She's like, Hey, just letting you know that I'm going out of town. If you want to go ahead and get a haircut, you should make an appointment. I said, you know what? I am. I am not ready right now. Cause it was super bowl. No, it wasn't super. It was two weeks before super bowl. I said, no, I'm not ready right now. I said, but when you come back to town, let me know. I'll be first in line. She said, great. So she was out of town for like three weeks. And then I, I was like, all right, cool. And, uh, then she came back and I, and it was just so happened. I texted her. I said, Hey, you around? She's like, yeah, I just got back into town. I said, great. I'll come. I'd like to come tomorrow morning. And then I set up the car appointment. And like I said, when I was at the car appointment, this will sound so dumb because I was leaving my house and I was going to be in a different area of the city. I wanted to find a place in that area to eat at that, uh, that I've been waiting to try. Cause normally when it was the normal world in the before times, I would just fucking go to places. I'd, I'd run and get some tacos from somewhere. If I heard about a good pizza somewhere, you know, whatever I, and I didn't do it a lot cause I wasn't a fucking animal, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's down on the West side, this place. And so, you know, in, in close, you know, near the beach, some somewhat, so I was like, all right, well, I'll try to see if there's a place. And there was a taco joint that I, I followed on Instagram to remember to go try it when I was in that area. So I went there. I was going to go there for lunch. So I went to get my hair cut. And uh, this was what, Friday? Yeah, Friday uh, of last week. And um, I, I go. And again, they take your temperature at the door. I've told you this whole drill. You got to wear a mask outside. They take your temperature. There's only three people allowed in the store at the same time. Three customers, I should say. Um and then the woman who cuts my hair comes to get me and I'm, uh, she's like, hi, I'm like, how are you doing? Good. I sit down. She goes, how's it going? I said, oh, you know, everything's the same. You're just hiding and, you know, hoping this blows over. I asked her about the vaccine. She said her mom was about to get it. I said, great. You know, just a little chit chat and talking. And uh, you have to wear a mask when you're getting your hair cut. And the way my hair is, it's buzzed on the sides and in the back. So I have to take the mask I still have to hold it over my mouth, but I hook it, unhook it from my ear so she can do either side of my head. So I unhook the mask and she starts buzzing the side. And I said, uh, when did you get back into town? She goes, oh, she goes, I just got back into town uh, like two days ago, earlier this week. I said, oh, that's great. I go, um, where did you go? She goes, oh, you know what? We went out of town. We were gone for three weeks. It was so great. I said, really? She goes, yeah. You know, we went to visit my in-laws in Florida. And I went, oh, she goes, oh, she goes, yeah, we were there three weeks. It was just so good for my son, you know, and we haven't been out for so long. It was so great to go down there. And, you know, it's really a different world down there. We went to Universal Studios and, and I, I literally felt my stomach tighten up because now I'm holding my mask over my face on one side. It's hooked over my left ear, but I'm holding it on the right side. And she's got you know, some thin fucking mask that they give her to change every time she cuts somebody's hair because the fucking hair salon's not going to splurge for N95 fucking masks. And, and she starts saying, oh yeah, I went to Universal Studios. We actually went a couple of times and I went, oh, wow. So was it, was it crowded? She goes, well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't crowded. You know, it was, it was, it looked crowded, 
because they had everybody distance in the line. So it wasn't, there weren't a lot of people that I didn't think it didn't seem like it, but when you waited in line for a ride, you had to be six feet away. So it made the lines look longer than they were. I said, Oh, and everybody was wearing masks. She goes, yeah, they kept everybody socially distanced. You know, it was great that you had to be in the line separated. I said, yeah, but was everybody wearing masks at the park? She goes, well, it's Florida. So everybody was working on the social distancing. And like, like she, I, I don't know if she realized as she was telling me that, you, she probably shouldn't share the information with me that she just got back into town and people weren't wearing masks in Florida. I don't know. And again, I'm jumping to conclusions. I like her. She's cut my hair for a couple of years. She's very nice. Uh, but then she's like, oh, yeah, they were all socially distanced. You couldn't get too close to anybody. And I said, oh, but the, were the masks down there? She goes, you know, I will say this. It was really a relief to be down there. I said, oh, yeah. She said, yeah, because, oh, my gosh, they don't talk about it all the time. I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, no, like at the park, it wasn't like a big deal where nobody was like talking about it or saying you had to do this or you had to do that. She goes, and also it's not on the news at all. Like they barely talked about it. It was just, it was so great to not have to think about it for three weeks. And in my head, I'm like, oh man, this is fucking, this is awful. I've literally hidden in my house for a year and because I needed to get a fucking haircut and she needed to ride the fucking teacups, I'm going to get the fucking vid. I can't believe it. And, and I'm listening to her. And again, like I said, I like her very much, but she wasn't comforting me or making me feel happy about what she had done. And, uh, and you know, and I didn't investigate further on when she got back to town. She might've gotten back a week before and quarantined. I don't know, but she said just a couple of days prior, which that doesn't sound like 14 days to me. And if she was out of town for three weeks, that doesn't make sense. And I I'm sitting there holding my mask and I hook it over my ear. And then she's just like, yeah, they never talked about it. It was so great to not have to hear it on the news all the time. You know, here, that's all anybody wants to talk about. It's all you hear about constantly on the news. And, and it's crazy on the radio, but out there she goes, yeah, they don't even, they really don't even talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's why everybody's dying there. That's why they're, and they're not like, I know someone's going to argue with me and go, well, confidentially the statistics are, yes, I get it. Okay. I told you I'm not scared. I'm trying to be safe because I don't want to fucking hurt anybody else. I And I, I obviously don't want to get it because I don't have insurance. I'm not terrified. I'm not a fucking hermit. I know I, I want to go do things just as badly as everybody else fucking does. But I'm I'm understanding science and trying to do the best I can to make this a good world. I know that sounds stupid, but that's what I'm trying to do. And would I love to get on a fucking plane and go down to Universal Studios or go visit my mom in Florida or any of those things? I would. I would. But, you know, there's a reason Florida doesn't talk about it because they don't release their fucking numbers either. <laughs> Whatever. So she's cutting my hair. And now now that's all I can think about. Now that's all I can fucking think about. And they take every precaution. They're like, they have to, they don't even, dude, when she put the fucking product in my hair, they can't even put their fingers in the product anymore. They have to scoop it out with like one of those little wooden spoons you used to taste ice cream with. And, and it's a way to make sure that not everybody's digging all their fucking fingers in the same jars and stuff. I mean, it, it's, they were very safe at the, at the hair salon, but, but hearing that she'd been out of town and went to Universal Studios, she went and she said, yeah, we went twice. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And yeah, you know, they were socially distanced, but they wear the masks. Well, everybody was socially distanced, you know, and it's great because they never talk about it. Oh, you never have to hear about the, the COVID on the news or the radio out here. It's all everybody wants to talk about. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. So I leave there and then I did that because I scheduled this for one day, by the way, I can't look, I'm not fucking Rockefeller. I can't be going out three goddamn days a week. So, uh, so I, you know, I scheduled my oil change and I told him, I go, look, man, I haven't been in a year. Just go from fucking 
toes to nose, you know, from headlights to fucking taillights and see what you got to replace and fix. And I go, but I haven't been driving at all. I go, I might've driven 3000 miles this year, maybe four. I don't fucking know. So, uh, I went down and I saw my, uh, there's a couple of dudes that I trust at my, at my garage. Cause look, you know, there's garages everywhere, but these dudes, like I said, they're on the West side and it's, it's about 15 miles from my house, which people are like, why don't you find a garage closer to your house? Well, you find guys you trust and you stay with them. So, uh, uh, you know, you know, Australian Dave, you know, Dave, Dave, crikey. Uh, hello, Mike. How's your car? Um, so I make an appointment with uh, Dave and Greg. That's the two guys who work there. I called Greg. I got him on the phone. I said I'd come in Friday. So I popped in and I told and it was Greg was there. And I said, yeah, just do this, do that. And I, you know, I got a mask on and he's got a mask on. All the workers got masks on. They got signs The fucking stand here. Don't go here. Plexiglasses up, you know, because again, like I said, I'm not out in the world much. So to go to places that you used to go to and see the way they've been affected and see the changes that they've gone through is really stark. I mean, it really lands on you, man. And also when you drive through LA and you see places boarded up, like places that were bars or restaurants and they're shut down or they got a real estate sign in the fucking window with boards on the fucking on the on the doors. Man, that's crazy. It's just it just it looks like a video game town. Sometimes you go down a block and there's like six fucking businesses closed. You're like, what the fuck, man? But it's brutal. It's just crazy. So I sat there and, uh, you know, Greg went and did the fucking he did the car. He did all the fucking oil, all that stuff. And he comes out to talk to me and he goes, hey, he goes, uh, you know, your brakes probably in like two more visits. He said your rear brakes, but also he goes, you need, you probably need two tires. I said, I go, well, what kind what are the brakes like now? And he goes, well, the brakes are fine now. He goes, but you know, you're getting close. So I'm just giving you an update. I said, cool. I said, well, two tires. He goes, yeah. I go, all right, we'll put them on as well. I can't, I can't do it. I don't have the tires here. I went, ah, he's, yeah, you got to call me a couple days so I can get them in stock. And that's, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because fuck this, man. I I waited a year to get my car done. And now you're telling me you can't do it. You can't get it all done. That fucking blows. Not his fault, but it's good because it means, you know what? You know what it means? I got to get out of my house again. And, and this is a dude <laughs> talking who, who loves the idea of getting out of his house, but at the same time, can't fucking get out of his house. You know, this, we know the drill we've talked about over a fucking year now but I was still bummed. I have to admit, like I wanted the tires just to fucking get it nailed down. I'm like, all right, whatever the fuck. So I went into pay and, uh, and I had to admit it was weird. Not having Dave there to talk to me, but sometimes he takes the afternoon off. And, uh, and I said to Greg, I said, Hey, uh, is Dave still with you? And he said, no, uh, he, he moved, uh, in March. And I mean, I had been in there in February to uh to get my car done and he never said anything not like we were fucking tight but he moved in march because he he i think it was one of those deals where he owned property somewhere else and had always talked about making the move and then when germs and every other fucking thing rained down from the sky he decided that it was time to go and did and uh i missed him because you know what i will tell you this greg is the Greg is very cool and he, he runs the shop and he's a, a, a businessman, but also he's jovial. But Dave was a guy. Dave was a guy, you know, you'd, you know, talk, tell dirty jokes to, or, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like just, you'd, you'd fucking, you could exchange a glance with them and you both knew what you were thinking, that kind of thing. He had, he had a little bit, of, he had a streak of a meathead in him. 
uh, typical Aussie, I guess. But uh, I liked him because I liked talking to him and stuff. And and uh, and it was disappointing that he wasn't there. Uh, and now I get to go back and um, and 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 look. I don't want to leave the house ever again, but I do want to leave the house every moment. You know what I mean? Uh, so I got my hair cut. I got my and I got the car done. Went and got tacos. Uh, and got that squared away from a joint called uh, El Taco Barrio, I think it was. And uh, they had like, uh, you know what elotes is with corn and mayonnaise and butter and stuff like that? Um, well, I had they made it with cauliflower. So I had some roasted cauliflower elotes. I had a, I had a shrimp taco. I had a carne asada taco. I had a, a carnitas taco. I had a fucking burrilla taco, which tore me apart. And by the way, I didn't eat them all the same fucking time. I ate them later. You know, I ate two because I ate a chorizo taco and uh, <laughs> I, bought, I bought six tacos because I'm a monster. Uh, but I ate the chorizo taco in the car and then I ate the burrilla taco in the car. And then I took home, I bought, I'm sorry, about five tacos and then the, the, the elotes. And I brought them home. I ate the other three later that night because I couldn't have eaten. They were, you know, they were pretty good sized fucking tacos. LA doesn't fuck around, man. Um, but it was But it was good. It was good to be out and do a thing. I was happy to do it. Left the house. I enjoyed it. I want to do more leaving of the house. And yet, I know I shouldn't be leaving the house just yet, but who knows? So that was Friday. I had a full day, came home, I streamed. Uh, Saturday, I watched fights. Sunday, I Zoomed poker with my friends. And uh, I, I won the first game, which was great. And then uh, the, the second game we played. And look, it's certainly you want to win occasionally because you don't want to be fucking shelling out dough all the goddamn time. And I had a pretty good run. I, I moneyed like eight out of nine weeks through November, December, and January. Uh, which was fantastic. But then I've, I've lost the last three weeks in a row until this weekend when I actually won, which was good. Uh, and then the second game I lost. Oh, I should tell you this. Oh, man, I was running so late on Sunday because we play at eight and you got to register by eight. But I was like, well, I'll run out and get some food because I haven't been to the store. Even though I went out Friday, I went out and got food. And uh, and that's the thing. I don't even I, I this is what I wanted to ask you guys. All right. I'll fucking I'll just ask you guys this. Do I need an air fryer? Uh, let me know if I need an air fryer because everybody tells me I should get an air fryer. It's the thing to do. And they're like, oh yeah, you get an air fryer and you'll use it and you'll cook so much more. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Cause I'll tell you what, I fucking bamboozled myself with that bullshit before. I'm like, oh yeah, no, if I get this, I'll totally, I'll, then I'll definitely use it. This will be great. And I mean, I am a dude, dude, my main kitchen utensil is a fork and a phone. That's it. I call somebody, they make me food. I go pick it up. I eat it with the fork when I get home. And, and I, I wish I was a, a chef or a cooking dude. I do like it when I actually make myself do it. But I, because look, here's what I have. Dudes, all right, look, I go eat. I go out to eat. I get food five times a week from places. Or no, four, probably I say four times a week. And then the other three days I'm eating the leftovers because I buy enough to cover it because I know I don't want to fucking run out again. Or I'm eating that that knockoff rice that I just told you about for fuck's sake. But dude, like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I bought, uh, God, it's been that year. You know what? It's fun, so funny. It might've been two years ago because the pandemic is fucking eating up so much time. I, that's just a year wasted. But I, uh, I, bought a, I bought a 20 piece set of pots and pans. Uh, lids, pots, fucking frying pans, skillets, all that shit. I bought spices. I bought like a whole bunch of fucking spices from a joint called uh, uh, Spice House because I loved the name Spice House. Uh, I have a toaster oven. I got a Vitamix. I got a, I got a fucking, 
I got an instant pot. I got a crock pot. I got a fucking cast iron skillet. I have an egg cooker. I got a rice cooker. I got a fucking wok. Dude, I have a fucking, I have a wok that's fully seasoned. Now, I don't know if it, if it still works or whatever the fuck. I guess you put fire on it, it'll work. But I mean, you know, uh, my ex-wife used to cook with the wok all the goddamn time. So I have a wok. I have a huge fucking Dutch oven soup pot. And I don't make a fucking thing. Everything I cook, I heat up on a cookie sheet that I bought, uh, you know, a year ago for fuck's sake. And it's, and it's, you know, fucking frozen fish fillets or, or frozen ravioli or fucking rice in a bag. I'll make rice in the rice cooker and put chili crisp on it. And then I, I go get food from everywhere else. So I need to, like, I, I need to, you know, look, we've talked about it a billion times. I got to cook for myself. We all know this, but everybody tells me I got to get a rice cooker or an air fryer. So you, I'm asking you right now. Do I get an air fryer? And I know it's going to be one of those things. Well, Mike, if you plan on using the air fryer, then it's a good thing to get. Yes, I know. Don't fucking shame me with your answers. Uh, That's all I need. Oh, if you use some of those 20 pieces of pots and pans. Yes, I get it. Well, you got a Vitamix there, right? Yes, I used the Vitamix. When I was working out, I was making protein shakes in it all the time. It was fucking great. But the weirdest thing is they're like, hey, you know, you can make like fucking hot soup in the Vitamix. I'm like, how? And it goes, it's so fucking intense. It heats it up and it like fries the fuck out of the vegetables or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus, that sounds fucking haunted. Um, And also, I just don't have my kitchen's not giant. And so I find excuses not to do stuff. Uh, I want to get a new cutting board. <laughs> I am an idiot. And, and so, so I ask you, I put it to you, Greg, should I get a, uh, an air fryer to go with my Vitamix and my instant pot and my toaster and my toaster oven and my crock pot and my wok and my egg cooker and my rice cooker and my cast iron skillet and my spices and my pile of fucking pots and pans and my old pots and pans and whatever the fuck else. Um, Cause that's what I want to do. Cause Sunday, you know, I was going to play poker and I was hungry and I'm like, well, it was too late to cook anything. Not that I would have cooked anything anyway, but I, uh, so I went out to get food and I, uh, the, I was going to go just to Popeye's chicken. Cause there's a, it's literally quarter mile from my house. So I was going to get five, uh, the Cajun chicken tenders, blackened chicken tenders, and then just eat them with rice. When I got home, I was just going to make rice and just eat those really quick while I played poker. Uh, is that's cause I wanted meat. I wanted protein. I'm like, all right, I need food. And then I dude, I left my house at seven 40 and I realized I didn't register for the game. And if you register late, you can't fucking play. So I was like, Oh fuck. I got to hustle back. So I, I was fine. Pa, you know, Popeye's is close. I pull up. There's fucking 12 cars in the drive through wrapped around the fucking building. What are you doing? Go home and cook. Who are you? Me? So I'm like, fuck. So I drive past and I go, all right, well, there's another chicken place that I love, but uh, this is always a fucking coin flip because it is, it's called, Dave's hot chicken. It's about a mile and a half from my house. And, uh, the only issue is the parking outside is a drag. And also they're always super busy because it's that hot chicken. So it's, it's, it's Nashville, hot fried chicken, fried hot chicken, whatever the fuck. And, uh, Nashville fried chicken, hot. I don't know. Where would those adjectives go? It's Nashville, hot fried, yeah, hot fried chicken, right? Not fried hot chicken. Nashville hot fried chicken. There you go. Whatever the fuck. So, and it's a really good place. They make really good crinkle fries and whatever. But like I said, the parking is an issue, but also they're always super busy because they get all these orders from fucking Postmates and Grubhub and all those idiots. So I'm like, well, if there's no line or if there's a couple people, I'll stop. I turn the corner. There's gotta be 25 people outside the fucking joint. And I'm like, God damn it. So now it's like 745 and I'm like, all right, maybe I'll go to McDonald's because McDonald's up the street and that's pretty quick and I can go ahead and do that. And I started driving up and I'm like, oh man, I'm never going to make McDonald's. What if I get to the drive-thru and it's totally busy because now it's like 748 and I got to get home. It's going to be at least probably six minutes to get home. 
So I'm by my gym and I remember across the street from my gym, there's a fucking Jersey Mike's. So I was like, this is the jam. I haven't been to Jersey Mike's in a fucking year. So I pull in, there's nobody in the parking lot. And it's like I said, it's about quarter to eight now. And it's Sunday night and I walk up and there's a dude sitting outside without a mask on. And I wanted to fucking put his head through the fucking window because why not? He's not eating. I know we're open for outdoor dining and shit like that, but he's just sitting there on his fucking phone. I'm like, you jag off, put a fucking mask on. I didn't say it because I'm not going to jam and I was late for poker. So I walk in to, uh, to fucking Jersey Mike's and I haven't been in there, like I said, for a year. Usually the place is fucking flying. There's like 10 dudes behind the counter. They're dancing, fucking making subs. There's one, two people working the register and there's usually a line of like 10, 12 people. Uh, but I pull up and it's empty. It's a ghost town. Now, look, it, it is so here's how empty it is. They have the lights in the dining area off, but the lights in the kitchen are on. So it's this it's it's like I walked into a haunted house to order food. Like, it's just it's and one dude is leaning against the wall with like his hands thrust into his pockets. Another guy's like slicing ham forlornly. And uh, I walk up, they go, hey, sir, did you already order? And I said, I didn't. They go, oh, and then one guy's like, oh, what can I get you? And then a, 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 a woman comes out and I tell her, I, you know, I wanted a club sub, regular size. I was going to get the giant, but then I'm like, what am I, a camel? I can't eat a giant fucking sub. So I order a regular size club sub, which has got ham and turkey, and, and then they're going to build it for me. Now they, they slide it down the line and they, you know, they pull bread off the shelf. Like they didn't cut it open. It was already cut and sitting there. So that, and look, this is my rule. Like I don't eat at places that aren't busy. I just don't. It's because it just, the danger is exponential when you go into a place that isn't busy because who the fuck knows, but I was in a hurry. I ordered a regular sub. They fished this bread off a shelf. I said, can I get, I want to add avocado to it. She said, sure. Do you want mayo? And uh, they didn't have a cold table rolling. They had all their condiments kind of up on a tray. And they put the mayo on the sandwich. I get extra lettuce. I get extra tomatoes. I get extra onions, extra salt and pepper, extra Italian spices, no fucking sandwich juice. Wrap it up. I pay for it. Use my fucking Jersey Shore points that I haven't used in a goddamn year. Uh, Give them a tip. They ring a bell. It's fine. They're all nice. But again, there's nobody in this fucking joint, man. It is just, it is... I asked for extra lettuce, a tumbleweed blew by. She grabbed it and I had to tell her it wasn't lettuce. I'm like, nope, nope, sorry, go for the, I'm sorry, we, it's the green stuff. Not that thing that just whistled through town. So she builds my sandwich, I fucking grab it. And I'm running late, like I said, so I hustle outside, fucking floor it. And I make it, I'm, and I'm, I wind up talking to Beej on the phone while I'm driving. I tell her I'm excited I got my Jersey sub. Uh, and, and I, I actually thought it was Jimmy John's first. I'm so dumb. Like people are like, where'd you go? I go, Jimmy John's. They're like, where's a Jimmy John's? I'm like, Oh, it's Jersey Mike's. I read the paper. So I hustle. I get into my house at seven 59, man. Sign in for poker. Uh, tell beach. Good night. Fucking wrap into the zoom with the fellas play some poker. Like I said, I won the first game. Uh, you know, ate my sub during the, during the first game, during the second game, sat there, played, had fun. Zoom ends. We finished about one in the morning. And uh, I check out of the Zoom. I'm like, fellas, see you next week. Uh, oh, I should tell you this too. Gil Martin's like, hey, man, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'm around. And he goes, well, you know what? Do you want uh, Do you want me- some meat? <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is, this is a loaded question, a room full of fucking comedians. And it's uh, he's got a thing going on where he can't eat red meat right now. I don't know if it's dietary, whatever he has going on. And, and he's like, yeah, but I have stuff. Like, if you want it, you can come pick it up. And Paul lives, again, he lives a mile and a half from me too. 
he, he actually lives in Dave's hot chicken, which is weird. That's, you know, that's why he's got to get rid of the fucking, the red meat because the hot chicken people are like, you know what, motherfucker? It's not Dave's hot red meat. It's Dave's hot chicken. What do you think you're doing storing that in here? Uh, so I told him, I go, yeah, just let me know when you're around tomorrow. I'll fucking show up. So, uh, he's like, yeah, I got a big piece of meat in the freezer that I don't need. And I'm like, you know, you're making me nervous with this meat. Like, what is this meat? He goes, it's red meat. I don't know. I just, I can't eat it. I said, all right, I'll pick it up. So we play poker. I sign off the zoom. It's about one in the morning, which means I'll go to bed in about four hours from that point. Cause I'm fucking ridiculous. And, uh, I, this is, I mean, it, it is this quick. All right. It is this instantaneous. I sign off the zoom. Now I've been on the zoom for four or five hours and I ate my sub, uh, at, at like eight 30 and I, you know, I ate it to like, you know, what nine 15, however long it takes to eat a fucking sub sandwich. If you're not a goddamn camel uh, and I sign out of the zoom, I take my computer off of my, the, the holder it sits on when I'm zooming and my mouth starts to flood with spit. And I felt a twinge in my stomach and I, you know, I just, I swallowed hard and I was like, all right, well, that's weird. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what triggered that or what brought that on, but that that's odd. Cause, um, I mean, you know, usually what that signals, I mean, I've had it happen many, many times in my life, but so I, like I said, I swallowed hard and I sat there and, uh, I started to kind of figure out what I was going to do. And I went to get a glass of ice water and then my mouth started watering intensely like a lot where I had to, I had to spit it in the sink. And then I went, all right. And my stomach got weird. It started to do a little flip. And I went out loud. I went, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking throw up. Like, this is weird. Why am I going to throw up? So I went into the, you know, the restroom and, uh, assumed the position and I, and I just kept spitting. Cause you know, your, your mouth is filling and you're spitting. Your mouth is watering intensely. You're spitting. I'm just doing that. But I knew, uh, and I'm waiting and my stomach does this like weird gurgle. It kind of, again, does another flip. And I'm, I'm just, I've got my hands on my knees at this point, And I'm just staring into the abyss of the bowl going, all right, it's going to be awful. And then sure enough, man, it, it's, um, we talk a lot about vomit on this show far too often for me to be comfortable with it at this point. And I apologize to all of you, but it just, it, it came out like a fire hose. Like I'll said, it was just like blammo, man. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm filling ditches. It just comes shooting out of me. Like I was at a pieting contest in a Stephen King novella adaptation. I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm fine. You know, again, I'm in there and it's all, I'm not out of control. It's not going anywhere, but it's, it's all going where it's supposed to go. And I like kind of, you know, that you're shaking a little bit, you breathe. And my years of uh, food addiction and bulimia has led me to go ahead. I can process this well. I'm not, I don't get scared. You know, your eyes tear up a little bit, but it's like, it just happens. You know what I mean? I've, I'm so used to throwing up at this point. It's fine. It's let's put it this way. I'm so used to throwing up at this point that when it's not me doing it, it's a shock. So it was a shock. I have to admit, but I, I didn't expect it, but it was fine. I wrote it out. And, uh, and then you're just standing there and you're like, oh man. And it's just the aftermath, you know, that your stomach is weird. And uh, your neck feels strange, your throat. And uh, all of a sudden, my face felt super flush, like like I was blushing all of a sudden. And I'm like, what is going on? So I stood up 
you know, I, I turned the cold water on and I, I threw some cold water in my face. I ran it through my hair. I put it in my mouth to rinse my fucking mouth. I brushed my teeth out and spit it out. And then I'm, I've got my hands on the sink and my, my mouth starts to water again. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting by the sink. And then just in case I lean over and sure enough, man, a second blast. Just like like the chest ray from Iron Man's fucking suit just blasts out like and and unloads and it's and you know the noise you know I'm not gonna I'll I'll spare you, but you know that noise where it sounds like somebody dumping a chum bucket over fucking board to try to attract a shark. It just it's hitting the water and it's just brutal. And I'm standing there and I've already brushed my teeth, so at least it's pleasant. But at the same time, man, I'm now. You know, I, my face is flush where there's a lot of blood that rushes to my face and I've thrown up a second time and I'm standing there and I take stock and I wait and I'm like, all right, this is strange because I also didn't think I had that much in me, but I threw more water in my face and uh, and then sat there and I brushed my teeth again and then I walked out and I sat on the couch and out of nowhere, dudes, this all took place in a half an hour. I, I fucking projectile launched twice. My face was super flush. My stomach felt awful. And then I had this kind of a throbbing headache at the base of my skull. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I knew I felt hot. I took my temperature and it was like 100.4. So I had a fucking fever. So now I got a fever. My back hurts. I got body aches. And now I'm thinking to myself, holy fuck. Can you get COVID? Does it does it fucking manifest itself in two days? Because again, Friday, I leave the house once. I leave the fucking house once. I get a stupid haircut. I get a stupid oil change. I, I go get fucking tacos for no good reason. And now and now I'm laid up. Now I'm fucking wiped out. Did I get the fucking vid from 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 Florida Jane and her excursion? Did I get it from Greg and his dealing with customers over the past fucking year? Did I get it from Taco House? I don't know. So I'm laying there and my fucking face is throbbing and I'm hot. And now chills, I get chills and a fever. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is awful. And body aches, chills, fever, headache. And I'm like, all right. So now I grab my phone and now I'm starting to look to see if COVID can manifest itself in a day. If you can see it real quick and I'm looking for this. And of course, nobody really knows anything anymore. There's conflicting information about it might happen. It might not happen. It could, it doesn't, it should. Uh, but body aches are a big deal. You know what I mean? And, and I'm just like, all right, what the fuck is going on? And I'm, I'm, I'm just, now I'm just sprawled out on my fucking couch and I'm under a blanket and, uh, and I got two pillows covering me as well. And I'm fucking shaking with the chills. Like we, these are violent chills. My teeth are chattering in addition to having a fucking fever. And I, I tossed and turned on, on Monday. I couldn't get to sleep. I'm like, just go to bed, dude. Just fucking go to bed. But I didn't even want to get off the couch. So I just, I slept on the fucking couch Sunday night. Just in by slept. I mean, I woke up every 15 minutes you know, and I was sweating, but also chills and it was brutal. And I didn't know if it was the vid. And then, uh, the next morning, Monday, like I, I woke up and I still felt awful. And then I slept the whole fucking day and I was going to stream, but then I didn't. And I tried to eat some soup and rice and I fucking threw that up on Monday. And then it dawns on me. I'm like, man, I, you know, do I have the fucking vid? But then I realized, you know, the, the, the chills, the fever, the, the throwing up violently four or five times over the course of two days, I had food poisoning. 
I've had food poisoning enough in my life to know that it was food poisoning. And now I'm thinking, well, fuck, I ate tacos on Friday, but it couldn't be that. What did I eat? I didn't eat anything on Sunday. Oh, my fucking God. I ate a sub sandwich from a ghost town. <laughs> what the fuck? I violated my own rule that if a place isn't busy and it's near closing time, you don't eat there. Because I was in such a goddamn hurry to get home and sign in for poker. And I like sub sandwiches. I'm a fan. Again, I'm half camel. But Jesus Christ, I realized then this is Jersey Mike's fucking fault. This isn't my fault. This isn't this isn't my girl, my hair girl's fault. This isn't Greg's fault or the taco place. This isn't me leaving the house. This is this is a sub sandwich bought in haste so I could get home in time to win one and lose one at poker. Because again, like I said, I've had food poisoning with violent vomiting and the fever and the chills, all of it. I've I've been in bed for two days and that's what happened this time, man. It shut me down. Fucking Sunday night, shivering chills and then out and sleeping for three hours, waking up, sleeping for 15 minutes, sweating, pool of fucking sweat, went to bed, just laid under covers, didn't move, got up Monday and then fucking went to sleep again and then felt okay. It was just, I felt empty. You know what I mean? Like Monday, I was, I was better Monday night. The fever went away, which was good, but I had it all night and all day on Monday, but then I felt empty and achy, you know, because you're just throwing up. So your fucking stomach muscles are all fucked up and you're empty, but you're getting the heaves or you're throwing up water. I threw up broth. You know what I mean? Just fucking awful. So it was just this miserable, miserable two fucking days. And, uh, and, and I was wiped the fuck out, man. And then, and then yesterday was Tuesday. And it just, I was just working gingerly. You know what I hate? You know what I hate Wednesday? I ate some golden grams with no milk. I just, I just nibbled them like a fucking hamster. You know what I mean? Someone in a cage, some fucking groundhog or something. You're just feeding me. And, and I'm just like, just nibbling cereal. I streamed yesterday, which was good. I wanted to record this show earlier, obviously, and I didn't. But, but, but we're here now on Wednesday for you. And, uh, and it was Jersey fucking Mike, that son of a bitch. So if you see him, take a poke at him for me. Somebody punch Jersey Mike in the goddamn face for me because I, I, I want to stay. And look, I'm not past the fucking vid. Like I could still get Florida amusement park vid. Who knows? Not because now food poisoning may have weakened my immune system enough that the vid, which was lurking in the, in the side of my hair that got shaved, it might've jumped into my ear. And now it's going to climb in and fucking infect me. I got no clue. Uh, all I know is I've given it every goddamn option at this point, but, uh, but the good news is I could leave my house again. Like I was, cause in the, the whole time you're laying there for two days, you're like, I'm never going out. I'm never, I caught it. I got it. And I'm fucking dead. And this is fucking terrible. I'm never leaving my house, but it didn't dawn on P like I, th- I thought it might've been food poisoning, but it didn't dawn on me until Monday morning afternoon when I was like, this is definitely food poisoning. Cause then when I couldn't keep food down again on Monday, it was like, oh, fuck this. So then Tuesday I was starving Tuesday yesterday and, but I just ate a little bit of cereal and then I ate another can of soup, but I, I mainly ate because I have this Italian wedding soup from Progresso uh, and it's got the little meatballs and I'm like, mm, do I want to risk this? Um, but I just ate around the meatballs. I ate the noodles and I ate the broth and I ate the, uh, the vegetables and I'm fine now. Just, uh, just sour. You know how it is, man. And just empty. 
and weak. You feel weak, you know? And also, Beej was nice. She's like, you should go get some Gatorade, and there's this stuff called Drip Drop or whatever. I'm like, I'm not, dude, <laughs> believe me. I'm not putting something called Drip Drop in my body because I got that's that's all I've been doing for two days is Drip Dropping all over the goddamn bathroom. That's not happening. But I guess it's some rehydration powder or whatever the fuck. And uh, yes, I know you're going to laugh at me. I don't like Gatorade. I don't like the way it tastes, so I like to propel, but I don't think propel has electrolytes, but I wasn't going to go to the fucking store because I, I didn't want to fucking move. And also, there's nothing worse than going out and you're like, all right, I could throw up at any time. This could fucking, it could relaunch. Something bad could happen. You scare yourself and you scare yourself into going, no, I got to stay home and fucking lock this down. I can't possibly go out. Um, so I, had a, I did have a cherry Coke because I thought having some sugar in me would be okay. Uh, I know. Isn't that weird? You're like, Mike Gatorade would help. What if I had a Coke instead? Fat negotiator, Mike Schmidt. Um, but I'm good now. Thank you. Uh, and, and I do not know why it didn't hit during the game. That's the weirdest thing. I played poker. I felt fine. I ate the fucking sandwich. I played another three hours. Everything was great. The second I turned off the zoom, I felt a little weird, and within three minutes, the, my stomach and then the, the the spit and everything it was like so fucking weird. Um, but you can't fucking predict it. Who the fuck knows, man? But but I think I think I'm past it now. I think I'm okay. Uh, but boy, oh boy, it, it's it has not been a very good time here the last two and a half days. Uh, Monday and and Sunday night and all day Monday were bad enough. Yesterday was just recovering but you still feel weak and you, there's nothing look you know me i don't like feeling weak i i don't like feeling uh like i'm bitching out i hate it i just because i'm like you just always think well i'll be fine or whatever i should be okay it's no problem i'm gonna go and eat watch me fold this pizza in half you know what i mean it's you're trying to prove to yourself that you're healthy you're not you're not fucking dying you're not expiring you're not weak you're not fucking weak and uh and it's funny because we've talked for a year about how this germ can shut you the fuck down and how you can't punch a germ. You can't shoot a germ. If it shows up, you're fucked. Well, the same thing with food poisoning, man. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, well, was it the, was it like cross-contamination? Like, did they touch something they shouldn't? Or was it, you know, the, the, the mayo, maybe the mayo was like a little fucking off and I should have just got avocado instead of the mayo. Maybe the ham was, maybe the fucking cooler wasn't, I don't know, dudes. I And vegetables, because lettuce will fuck you up too. Lettuce is, maybe I should have let her put the tumbleweed on, because I'll tell you what, lettuce will fuck you up. It kills people. They get E. coli and lettuce, and people are fucking slammed shut. So I fought it off. And and we're here now, you know, Wednesday morning, uh, or whenever you're fucking listening to this. And again, I apologize. We were, you know, a couple days behind, whatever the fuck, but you're all very kind. And people who wrote me to see if I was okay, you're also very nice. Thank you so much. Um, I did go out on Monday. I will say I had to go Monday and I was going to go pick up stuff at Walgreens. I'm like, well, maybe I should go get uh, a soda or something. And uh, also I had told Gil Martin that I would pick up this meat from his house. And he had said to me, like six weeks ago, he's like, or even a month ago, maybe he's like, Hey man, I got this meat in my house. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, man, sure. Just let me know. And I never heard from him. So I just assumed it went somewhere else. So then he asked me again and I said, all right, well, look, you got to text me and let me know when, when to come over. I'll come by. You just let me, uh, let me know the best time. So then Monday I'm fucking wiped out. You know what I mean? I'm seeing fucking goblins and shit throwing up, flying in my own sweat. 
And then I looked at my phone and he, he called at like 1230 and he texted me at one. And I mean, I didn't even get out of bed until four, I think it was, or five. And then I, I wrote him a text and I was like, hey man, I just woke up. I'm going to jump in the shower and I can run over, you know, praying I don't throw up in his fucking house. And I didn't want to tell him. Uh, and also if I had thought I had the vid and I didn't think it was food poisoning, I wouldn't have gone to his house. I'll tell you that right now. But he was like, cool, just text when you're coming over. So I went over to his place, picked up. And then, like, I thought he had one piece of meat for me. I thought he was going to put it on the porch. So I walk up. There's nothing on the porch. So I knock on the door. I get to meet his unbelievably gorgeous dog, Gracie. Oh, my God. And Gracie was super friendly and jumping on me. And I got to pet her the entire time I was there. But he brings me in his house. Now I'm wearing a mask. And then he puts a mask on. I'm like, well, dude, I don't. It's your house. You're fine. And he goes, no, no. He goes, that's that's that makes sense. And then he goes in the freezer and he just gets shopping bags out and he starts putting stuff from his freezer in the shopping bag. He gives me like a fucking Newman's own Supreme pizza. And he's just piling stuff from the freezer. He's like, this is Omaha steaks. Boom. This is it. But he just and I'm like, all right, cool. I, I you don't have to give me all this. He goes, Mike, I can't eat it. It's fine. Take it, Schmitty. So then he goes, do you drink guy Coke? And I go, I don't. And he goes, you drink Coke, Coke. I go, I, I don't really drink a lot of soda. And he just fucking picks up a 12 pack of Coke and hands it to me. I'm like, God damn it. So he gives me this fucking Coke and, uh, and the two bags I get home and I go to put it away, you know, cause again, I don't even want to see food at this fucking point. Cause I'm all fucking wiped out. And, uh, I start to unpack the bag. So I wasn't even looking at what he was giving me. So I was curious. I have to admit, because I get this Omaha steaks box. And it's a small one and it's like luxury box or whatever the fuck. So I open it up. You know what's in it? Two chicken breasts. Wait a minute. What the fuck, Gilmartin? This isn't red meat. How dare you bamboozle me with your giveaway of free protein products? Uh, so there's two like chicken breasts. And then I open the other. There's an Omaha Steaks box. I'm like, all right, then let's check this out. I open it up. There's four caramel apple tartlets and four potatoes a gratin. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, so far, we are 0 for 10 in the meat department here, friend. Uh, certainly in the red meat department, we're 2 for 10 in the meat department. Uh, and then he gives me like a beef tenderloin, organic beef tenderloin grass-fed roast. So I'm like, all right, well, there's red meat. That's real red meat. And then there's these. Uh, there's a couple of other packages. So I pulled them out. One of them is, uh, look, man, I don't know. I think it's a steak. I got no fucking clue. It's, it's under like four different, completely different wrappings of cellophane, but there is still a tag on it. And the thing I can see on the tag is that this is from like March of 2020. I'm like, all right, so you're giving me year old meat that's encased in a tomb of freezer burn. All right. Am I, am I just a garbage can now, Gilly? Is that what's happening to me? Uh, but I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. I got the tenderloin roast. I got it. Caramel apple tartlets. Uh, but I was not prepared for the next package. I pulled it out. Hamburgers. I maybe, I suppose it looks like that's what they were supposed to be. And I'm trying to make out the print on the tag. Uh, and I can't exactly see what kind of meat it is, but I can see this. May of 2018. What the fuck? First of all, why is this in your freezer? Why do you even still have this? I can understand the caramel apple tartlets and that bullshit, whatever the fuck, and a roast. You can't make a roast. You're one guy. But how do you even have a package of hamburgers from 2018? This is, this is not, again, this is no exaggeration. This is meat from the last decade. 
This is fucking three-year-old meat that you're pawning off on your garbage-eating friend and hoping he can get rid of it for you. You might as well just said, here, the, the old Hedberg joke. Here, Schmitty, throw this out for me. <laughs> Motherfucker. And he didn't even know that I had food poisoning. Now I feel like I got to call him up. Now I forget I got to drop it in his lap. Hey, hey, you know, Paul, thanks, man. You know, I got news for you. Jersey Mike tried to kill me over the weekend and he couldn't get it done. You want to be a man? Do it to my face. Don't just try to smuggle some fucking red meat from nine years ago into my fucking house and watch me die. <laughs> Although with my luck, I might. Maybe I give it a shot. You know what? If Jersey Mike couldn't kill me, there's no way Homewood Gilly can. Bring on the gray meat. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat and also TikTok at Mike40YOB. Have I done any of them? I haven't. I haven't put up an Instagram since Christmas. I haven't uh, ever done a Snapchat. No, I've done a couple. And uh, TikTok, forget it. <laughs> but But who knows? I have those platforms at the ready. As soon as I can get some color back in my face, maybe I'll go ahead and show you guys. You know what? Look at this guy. He's worth putting on film again. He's not dead, despite the better efforts of all of his goddamn friends. Not that Jersey Mike's a friend. Eh, well, you know, acquaintances, certainly. But certainly he knew me well enough to try to put the fucking kibosh on me. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Mike40YOB. I'm at all of those places. Go find me. Follow me. Do that cool ass stuff. Uh, what else, man? Oh, our friend Ryan Dirks. You can get him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. He's, uh, doing our web stuff when I call him and tell him what to do. If I ever do thanks to KC, I got to get hold of KC too. KC has, uh, got some stuff to do if he wants to. And our great friend, David Hernandez, you know him, right? You're aware of David Mex Hernandez. Well, you can find him and be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Reach out and take it. Reach out and touch him. Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You go ahead and check out all of the stuff on his page. He's done all the artwork for the uh, Westside 86 Jokers page. He's done artwork for my page as well in the past. You can go ahead and check all of it out. In his folders, in his photo section, he's got it all parceled, part and parceled along. He's got examples of the work that he's done in the past for other people. What? He does work for other people? He certainly does. I'll tell you about it in just a second. But I'll tell you right now, first thing you got to do is go to Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and become his friend. And then you'll know what I know about the guy. He's an unbelievably crazy, talented genius. And uh, he does the music for this podcast. He's done that in the past. He's done the artwork in the past. He's just he's a renaissance man, as I've dubbed him in the past. A lot of me. Why am I talking about the past? Let's talk about the present. Let's talk about the future. Is there a future for a man who almost died this weekend? I don't know if there is, but I know there's a future for you and facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Just go there, become his friend. Also, did you know this? He's got a closed group. What? Yes. If you want to join his band of merry men and ladies and join his group, this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Where they make fun of the world and guffaw and elbow each other in the ribs and say, nudge, nudge. Is she a goer? And a lot of the ladies in there are goers. Don't kid yourself. And also in the closed group, there's a, there's a talking bean and a, and a talking, it looks like a squashed monkey. And then there's a refrigerator who's a jag off. And then there's a hot, uh, a hot chick who wears a bikini. There's all of these people. This cast of characters is available to you. If you just go and join, this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, how do I join? Well, here's the thing. Become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, and then send him a note. When you send him a note and go, Hey man, I want to be in this group. He's going to send you some 
questions to answer. Don't be cute. Just answer the questions and then you're in the group. And then you can tell everybody. Then you get your fucking Dakota ring and your patch for your jacket. It's fucking cool. You get your tattoos and the Mexi Comes Alive album. You'll love them. Uh, so do that. Become part of the group. And uh, and again, like I mentioned, he does all of these cool ass things, artwork and stuff online. And what? He has a podcast? Is that what I'm getting? No, hold on. You can't see me, but I have my finger in my ear right now. I'm getting a message that says he has a podcast. You should check it out, ladies and gentlemen. His podcast is available right now. It is called... The Flem Cat Podcast. That's right. The Flem Cat Podcast is available right now wherever finer podcasts are downloaded or sold. The Apple Podcast Space, the iTunes Store. Uh, I think he's available at Ghibli. Is that a place where you get podcasts? I don't know. Perhaps it is. Um, what else? There, Pandora, Stitcher. Uh, he's at Spotify, probably. So go ahead and find his podcast, the Flem Cat Podcast. That's two words, by the way. Well, it's four words, actually, but it's two words in the middle. Flem Cat. Make sure you separate those. P-H-L-E-G-M Cat. The Flem Cat Podcast, available now for you to go and pick up uh, or download and listen to and love. And he does all sorts of music. And like I said, there's all sorts of crazy characters in there. They're singing. They're joining him. Uh, he's talking a lot about my godson, Valentine this week. You should check that out because Valentine is a goddamn genius. And, uh, yeah, man, that's what you want to do. And also, let me tell you this. If you, if you love the podcast, which you will, if you love the, the closed group, which you do, and you want to think to yourself, well, what else can this guy do? Can I hire him to do something? You certainly can hire this dude, to do some artwork for you. That's what I would do. If I was you, he'll do a painting for you. Oh, he just did a lovely painting for me. Uh, well, he did a lovely painting and then I scooped it up before it went out to the general public, uh, because I knew my, uh, lovely friend Bridget would enjoy it. And it was a Marilyn Monroe portrait that he did. And I snagged it right away. I wrote him, I go, how much? Uh, and he's like, all right, I'll take it down, which was nice. Uh, so go check out the artwork that he's done and think to yourself, I want him to do stuff for me and be careful. Don't, don't just give him some weird assignment. Make sure you know exactly what you want him to do. You want him to paint your dogs like my friend Justin did. He'll do it. You want him to paint you uh, uh, running up a hill. He'll do that as well. Like Kate Bush, or she's running, is she running up the hill? Yes, she was. She's not running down the hill. If you want, look, if you want to be running down the hill to meet Kate Bush, he'll happily paint you doing that. Why not? Whatever you hire him to do, he can do it. Like I said, if you go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and check out all of the stuff that he's done, you'll get an idea of what he can do. He works in watercolor. He works in oil. Uh, he, uh, he, he works in jelly. I think he'll paint you in jelly. Yeah, no grape jelly though. He's not white trash. The guy will paint you in a in a strawberry jam or a raspberry jam with seeds. That's the only jelly he works in. God damn it! Don't. Although you know what, he'll do a mint apple jelly as well. He's not a barbarian. If you say to him, you know what, I paint a lamb with mint apple jelly, he can do that, and he'll send it to you, and you'll fucking love it, and you'll think to yourself, why didn't I hire him to do this before? And then you'll think to yourself, thank God Mike told me about this. So in reality, thank me. This is really my creation. This is my doing. You'd never know about this fucking guy sending you mint lamb jelly fucking pictures if it wasn't for me spouting it out. You're lost in the internet wilderness. You'd, you know what? Let me tell you this. If you want him to make a guitar out of your uncle's bones, call the guy. He's the man. He will make a guitar out of your uncle's bones. You want to, you want to see him put some fucking phalanges on the neck? He'll do it. He'll get a, he'll get a goddamn uh, thigh bone which is connected to the knee bone, which is connected to the Floyd Rose tremolo. And then he fucking busts it out like a whammy bar. He'll fucking make it work. Hire the man to do all of these things. Like I said, you can check out his artwork at facebook.com slash David Mix Hernandez. But also, please don't be afraid to go check out his website. What? In addition to a podcast and everything else, the man has a website. He does. 
It's called artbydmh.com. Please go visit it today. A-R-T-Y-B... A-R-T-Y? Fuck that. No, artbydmh.com. I got it wrong? Really? You know why? Because my neighbor turned his shower on, and I think you guys can hear it, and now I'm like, God damn it, I got to outrace the shower. What does it matter? It doesn't matter. Somebody's getting scrubby dubby next door. That's fine. It makes the show even better. Thinking about my naked neighbor. It's, it's the only podcast that has a naked neighbor. I've done this show naked before. Why shouldn't my neighbor be naked during the show? Go to his fucking website, artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. Get sick, and that's a 
sponsors. Well, I mean, other sponsors. I know you just heard sponsors, but there's other sponsors as well. Did you know that? Are you aware of this? Let me drop that knowledge on you right now. This podcast, it's not uh, its not just a voice in the wilderness, man. It's got sponsors. It's held up by several strong columns of financial support via the Misfit Toys Co-op, which I'll tell you a little bit more about later. But, uh, but mainly, uh, our, our most important sponsor is you, the listener. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Um... Our fantastic friend, Fearful Jesuit. What? Yes. He's my friend. He's also fantastic. He also texted me to make sure I wasn't uh, holding a razor blade to a vein at some point in the last few days. He's a very kind man reaching out to me, and it makes me very happy. He sends me a, a, a monk-type blessing. A monk writes a prayer for me on a grain of rice. They mail it to me. I boil it and eat it. It's perfect. It lives inside me. Words of encouragement from the silent monks and fearful Jesuit himself. And then he has Danny Unicorn call me and she uh, speaks in her very clipped and proper accent and wishes me well as well. So I thank them and I sponsor them in word and in deed as they sponsor this podcast thusly. <laughs> the Paranoid Strain is their podcast. That's what Fearful Jesuit does. I'm sorry, I, I, my throat feels weird. <clears throat> and it's like, uh, you know, because my throat is also fucked up because I've been thrown up for days. Um, and I don't have any stomach acid left because I, I, you know, I, I was, I went under, I had a Goebbels experiment where they fucking cut my stomach and turned it into a fucking coin purse, as I've told you about. And they, they drained me of bile. I have no more bile in me. I have a competition in me, Henry. I want no one else to succeed, but I don't have bile in me. I have competition in me, but not bile. Uh, fearful Jesuit is the best. He's a podcaster. He's a monk. He's all of the cool things that you would. Well, he's not really a monk. He's the leader of the monk. So what does that make him? King monk, captain monk. Super monk? Maybe he's super monk. How about that? Oh, maybe he's super chunk. How about that? Let's fucking do that. Let's get some, uh, what's the name of that album? When the loud clattering starts. What the fuck is the super chunk album that I like? I forget. Maybe he's super grass. Ding, 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 ding. We are young. We are free. That's super grass for you. Uh, maybe somebody else was super in it. Maybe he's part of the BT Express. I'm going to shut up now. Listen to me. Fearful Jesuit is a man who holds podcasting dear and near to his heart. And he does it very well. The Paranoid Strain is the podcast, delving deep into conspiracy theories and the history of the world and all sorts of, well, he had a, a series of shows where he's like, I wonder if reality is real and that'll fuck your brain up. Uh, but he's the best at what he does. He does really great work. I'm not just saying that because he sponsors the podcast. He is my pal and he's very good. Uh, he just dropped Archive Episode 17, Part 3. Uh, it is, uh, let's see, it is the... Third segment of the archive presentation of what was originally episode 17, Reality Part 1. This segment features a full interview with Professor Martin J. You remember fucking Martin J., right? That guy? Of course. Uh, and then there's some Eastern philosophy stuff, and there's all sorts of fun stuff. You should just check it out. Listen to me. You don't need me to break it down for you. Uh, you want to hear about uh, as, uh, any number of topics, you would listen to the show. How about that for a generic fucking example? You want to hear about any number of topics? That's the show for you, The Paranoid Strain. Nah, man, they break it down. Go ahead and subscribe. Don't just listen to this week's. Listen to all of the past shows. You'll find yourself champing at the bit for more, and they're coming. He's working on them hard uh, all day, every day. Uh, I owe him some homework, as a matter of fact, and it'll be getting there today, later tonight, uh, because my voice now is fried from doing a fucking podcast. But uh, I promise that there will be, why am I talking to him directly through the show? I can text the man. I've got his goddamn number. Uh, you know what? Just call me Ricky. Cause I will not lose his fucking number. I wish I had Danny unicorn's number. I'd read her a very proper text. How are you? I am fine. Do you like me? Circle one. Yes or no. 
Uh, all right. So listen, the paranoid strain is a podcast. It's hosted by our great friend, fearful Jesuit. It's available now in the iTunes store. It's available in Spotify. It's available all over the goddamn world. He sponsors this show. Show him a kindness. Do him a kindness by downloading his show, checking it out. Hey, and you want to write him a note? Here's his email address. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. I always have to take a break there because I, it sounds when it runs together, it sounds like I'm not giving the right address. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. Write the man. Tell him you love him. Tell him you love the show. Tell him you heard it via me, via me, via me. Tell him you love me too. Confess your love for everything. Tell him you love Dana. You love Richard Nixon. You love Professor Martin J. You love all of these things. They're all perfect. That's exactly who you need to love, ladies and gentlemen. So please write him a note. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. But most importantly, subscribe and download. Leave a note in the iTunes store, if you will, a review telling them you love it. If you want to mention you heard about it from me, that'd be cool too. But uh, mainly leave a review about how much you love the show because it is fantastic. He works extremely hard on it. Dana also works extremely hard. The two of them are doing things that I can't do. And I'm always fascinated by that sort of thing. Go check out the Paranoid Strain podcast. It is well worth your time, not just because he's a sponsor, not just because he's a friend, but because he's a damn good broadcaster. Check it out, man. The guy works hard. I think you should download it and listen right now. Right now. Well, not right now. Let me finish. Uh, so there you go. The Paranoid Strain sponsors us. And also, I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. I'll tell you that now. Listen to that pen. Uh, the Misfit Toys Co-op, an amalgamation of, of podcasts, a Voltron, if you will, of podcasting excellence. Podcasting. Podcasting excellence. With... Uh, well, the head of the Voltron, of course, is is Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap and the rest of the gang over there at Never Not Funny doing the, the big work, getting things done and doing fantastic work for the Misfit Toys Co-op. Also, Doug Benson. I don't know if you know this about Doug. He loves movies. Doug Benson loves movies so much. He's created a podcast called Doug Loves Movies, also part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. The Todd Glass Show with Todd and guests and craziness and drums and cymbals and yelling and probably sweating. Uh, Todd's really good at what he does as well. You want to check him in, one of the funniest dude, I saw him before I was even doing comedy. I saw him at the Santa Monica improv when he was telling Pam Madison, she wasn't bombing and she should just keep going. And it was great. It was really encouraging and fun to watch. And then he opened a brick wall on his truck outside and did more stand up for money. Todd glass is a machine. The Todd glass show can be downloaded as well. No fun with Jen Kirkman. Jen Kirkman does a video version of her podcast. She's talking. She's answering emails. She's a she's a goddamn dynamo. Even staying in these these COVID ridden days, she's finding a way to go ahead and be happy and peppy and bursting with love and do a podcast called No Fun with Jen Kirkman. You should download it now. You should subscribe. You should go ahead and check out the video part of it. I think she's in the three hundred and seventies. I think, and it's funny. She always. I see her video clip that she puts up on Twitter and she's like, episode 380, whatever the fuck of no fun with Jen Kirkman. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. how quaint. Uh, until I realized that the years she wasn't podcasting, she was writing on major shows. So she's fucking banking cash. And I'm just like, hi, duh, I'm a podcaster, duh. Uh, but I'm proud of it. And she is as well. Go check out no fun with Jen Kirkman. And also, let me watch your movie with you by Jonah Ray, uh, which can be sung to the tune of uh, ACDC's Let Me Put My Love Into You, Baby. Let me watch your movie with you, Jonah Ray. Let me watch your movie with you, with Jonah Ray. 
Let me put my love into you. I can't do a Brian Johnson. Although my throat's all fucked up now just from talking for and throwing up. So I'm sure I sound like a Brian Johnson. I just need to be Scottish. Is that Scottish? Uh, I know if it's not Scottish, it's crap. I learned that from a film. We're going to yawn. Hold tight, everybody. Ooh, tried to fight it off. All right. Uh, so check out all of the shows in the Misfit Toys Co-op. There's Never Not Funny. There's Doug Loves Movies. There's The Todd Glass Show. No Fun with Jen Kirkman. Let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray and me at the 40-year-old boy. Look at us. We are the, uh, we're the six tentpoles holding up some sort of weird cliff house that people use to look over Los Angeles from the 70s. Wasn't there a movie? Oh, isn't it? And the nice guys doesn't one of those house collapse. I think it does. All right. Let's talk about cash, man. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about dough. Let's talk about Ray. Let's talk about me. Let's always talk about me. God damn it. You want to hire me for a cameo? Why wouldn't you want to hire me for a Valentine's day cameo? Little late motherfucker, but you can hire me from any other cameo. Have me call your friend and go, guess what, man? Baseball season's coming, haha. Huh? Or guess what, pal? Your cousin's got COVID. Boo hoo. I'm happy to do any of these things. Whatever you need me to do. If you want me to call somebody and lecture them on the uh, the greatness of the 1976 Oakland Raiders, I can do it. If you want me to talk about the 1981 New York Islanders, I can do it in depth. Let's talk about John Tinelli number 27. Let's talk about the soup bowl helmet of Butch Goring. Let's talk about Jethro, number nine, the best fighter and left wing in the history of hockey, Clark Gillies. I can talk about the Islanders. I can talk about those Raiders. I can talk about the 1980 Phillies. If you want me to talk about them, absolutely. You want to discuss Greg Gross and Del Unser? Let's do it. Get me on the cameo and I can do it right fucking now. Happy to. You want me to talk about the 1983 Philadelphia 76ers? With fucking Moses Malone, Fofo fo, and Fo. You want me to talk about Doc Julius Irving? You want me to talk about the Boston Strangler, Andrew Tony, and Mo Cheeks in the backcourt? Come on. Who wants a piece of Caldwell Jones? Who wants a piece of Bobby Jones? I don't think anybody does. Uh, all right. So I can do all those things on Cameo. I can also talk about tenderness. I can talk about love. I can talk about whatever you want me to do. If you want me to tell somebody their puppy is nice or their spaghetti is good, I can, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that struck me as so funny. You know why? Because only in that moment, only in that sentence, did it strike me just how pathetic Cameo is. I, I mean, I joke about it all the time. I'm happy to make 15 bucks here and there. But only in that in that run, that verbal run right there, well, I can tell somebody their puppy is nice or their spaghetti is good. Only then did it cascade upon me just how incredibly fucking stupid the concept is. But if you need me, I'll be there, goddammit. Reach out, just like Michael and Tito and Jermaine and Jackie. I will be there. Reach out, and I'll be there. Um, but if you want to just look over your shoulder, honey, I'll be there, as the Four Tops would say. Either one, whomever you want me to be like, I'll do it. If you want me to talk about puppies and spaghetti, I can f- fucking do it. Cameo is available. You get uh, There's a bookcameo.com, or it's an app you put on your phone. You can look at all of the most famous people in the world whoring themselves out for birthday cash, or you can find me, a man desperate to stay afloat, and hire me to do whatever the fuck you want me to do. John Cleese, like, here was another thing, too. I'll tell you this. This is totally true. I don't know if I discussed this already. It's just stuck in my brain. Fucking, the whole appeal of me was that I would, I you know, I got nothing else to do, so I'd talk for, like, 15 minutes. I didn't give a fuck. A lot of people, because I would see in the early cameos, people doing 90 seconds and all this shit, and that's, I was like, all right, well, fuck this. I'm going to trump that. I'm going to give these people a personal experience. 
dude, fucking John Cleese is doing 15 minutes cameos. John Cleese is like, you know, hire me for a 15 minute cameo. I'm like, what the fuck? And because, again, he's got a life to talk about. He's got fucking dead parrots and silly walks and all sorts of bullshit he can talk to you about. That's not fair, Cleese. Step off that platform, man. You don't need this cash, do you? Do you need it that badly, Johnny? I don't know, JC. You're fucking leaving me in a goddamn lurch. You know what? Hire me to fucking give a cameo to John Cleese for 15 minutes, and let's see if he and I can have an argument. I'll say I came in here for an argument. He's going to go, no, you didn't. And then we're off to the goddamn races. Um, I will say this. I have no idea what Cleese is charging for 15 minutes or whatever the fuck, but I know it, it couldn't possibly be in the neighborhood of me. I'm, I'm, I'm charging 15 bucks. Cleese, Cleese won't get out of bed for less than 150. That's my guess. Cleese doesn't dial the fucking phone for less than 200. So, uh, but still he's the man, you know, he told me I was funny when I met him. That's all I cared about made my life. Uh, but now he's my competition. And again, as I've mentioned before, I have a competition in me, Henry. I want no one else to succeed. Uh, so take that, please. You fuck giving out your goddamn phone messages. You want a piece of me? I don't think you do. You think that parrot was dead. You will be an ex cameo person. You will. This, this cameo is no more. Uh, all right. So please hire me for cameo. Why not? What do you got to lose? What do you got? What do you got to lose? Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Uh, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little horn boy. You can click on that. There's a PayPal button. You want to send me some PayPal cash? Of course you do. You can send me a one-time payment. You can do a monthly payment, whatever you want to do, whatever you think you can do to help this show financially, keep us afloat and support us. And I'm using the Royal us cause it's me. It's only me. It's me and my naked neighbor and his showers and 4 a.m. podcasts. And God damn it, the podcast Dracula needs your cash. So go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner. Again, there is that PayPal button. It's a horn boy. You click on it and give me a one-time payment of thousands of dollars. Or you can just subscribe for hundreds of dollars a month. These are just suggestions. Uh, certainly go ahead and choose your own level of currency and donation. But it's nice of you to think of me, and I appreciate it very much. And also, if you want to be a Patreon patron of this show you can do that patreon.com slash mike four zero yob patreon.com slash mike four zero yob become a patron of the show now you know i mentioned last week there was somebody uh here's who i wanted to shout out our good friend kjo in montreal she adjusted her donation to make it american funds instead of canadian funds and it gave me a little bump up Thank you so much for, uh, for doing that. I appreciate it, Kjo. Thank you for thinking of me. Uh, our good friend Tanya does that all the time as well. She's lovely. Uh, all the Canadian people are super generous to me, and they make me very happy. Thank you so much for being up there. I cannot wait to venture to America's hat and then back to Japan and all over the goddamn world. I'm not going to sit still, or I'll hide in the dark. I haven't decided. It's going to be it's 50-50. Either I become a globe trotter. Or I become even more sedentary and and bake myself directly into the couch. We will see. Uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash Mike40YOB like Kjo did when she bumped up her cash. And you guys will be just my friends forever. That's how you do it. Thank you for thinking of me. Become a patron at Patreon today. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Uh, you know, I have channels. Did I mention the channels? I got plenty of channels. God damn it. I've got, uh, well, got YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Check that out. It's got 12 years of podcasting archival excellence. You can hear, like I said, you want to hear the show I was naked? Go listen to that. Want to hear a show from a airport? 
Want to hear a show when I was probably hiding from my ex in a, in a bedroom somewhere? Go ahead and listen to that one. That was great. Uh, those are all available right now and more. Go check them out at the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. While you're there, why not follow the channel? That'd be great. Subscribe to the channel. It uh, it lets them think I'm a hitter. I have to be over a 1,000 to monetize the channel, and I'm in the middle of figuring all of that out. Because uh, you know what? It was monetized, and then it wasn't. And now they're telling me I can do it again. So... I don't know anything. I'm not technical, Joe. Who the fuck am I, right? Um, but I'll figure it out eventually. But, but what helps is if people subscribe. So if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, go do that. That'd be pretty cool. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Also, did you know I have a Twitch channel? What? You're goddamn right I do. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. What? Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm usually on, uh, you know, I'm certainly on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Wednesday. We're usually not on Saturday, Sunday, but the grind is coming where I'm going to have to start doing that more and more. The thing is, I don't uh, like I want to make sure people are going to be able to come when I do it. And I know that sounds strange, but like if you're doing it to yourself, then I'm just like, what am I doing this for? Uh, you know, you can play video games in your house without a shirt on with nobody watching you, but you know, I got to put a shirt on if people are going to watch me. That's technically not a rule. I don't have to wear a shirt. I just feel it's best for me in the broadcast twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'll be on later today. We might be playing puzzles. I might be playing swords. Uh, who knows? Sometimes it's just chatting. Sometimes we go to a trailer park. We watch some trailers and think of movies or games we could buy in the future. I just knock something over. Uh, sometimes there's taste tests. In fact, one of the things I just knocked over is, uh, an upcoming taste test that I will have at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Now I've streamed yesterday, which was Tuesday. There was no taste test. You know why? Because I can't keep food down because of fucking Jersey Mike. But uh, but there will be taste tests this week of uh, and they're of the savory variety. Nothing sweet. Uh, I am almost you know a listener, a great friend Christy sent me some baklava, and I am almost done. I think I have two pieces left of the baklava. It's a tough eat. It's delicious, but it is so heavy, man. Like you're just you're eating it, and it's it is syrup and layers and it's fucking awesome man but then you eat one or two pieces and you're like oh 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 but in a good way you're not like it's not sick you're just heavy and i'm already heavy but still regardless the the taste tests i'll be doing this week will be of the uh, savory variety it doesn't matter what do you care just come and check it out i can tell you that this wednesday today uh february 17th i'll be streaming at four o'clock p.m this afternoon uh, but you're not going to listen to this before then. But if you do, cool. Join us at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. And then you can follow or subscribe to the channel. And then you'll always know what I'm on playing games, doing stuff, talking to the masses. Masses seems high, but I hope you'll come and join it at some point. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy is a channel that you should check out. Now, look, I will tell you this. Uh, I understand if you can't check it out because you're involved in the weather nonsense that's going on around the country right now. And I am telling you, I am terrified for all of you. I feel so bad. I wish there was something I could do. Please do your best to hang in there. We have friends and listeners in Texas. We have friends and listeners in Oregon. We have friends and listeners in in Washington State. Everybody, please stay as safe as you possibly can. Now, yesterday, our great friend Michelle checked in on Twitch, even though she's on just battery power. Like her house is all screwed up. She's got a fire going and her kids are sleeping in a fucking bush. And yet she still popped in to say, hi, Ah, we love Michelle, don't we? She's the best. And we love everybody who comes to the Twitch channel. But I got to be honest, our friend Liana right now is in Texas. She had no power yesterday. Uh, I got my friends, Andrew and Pam. They're there. Other listeners as well. And you know what fucking drives me crazy? Look, look, 
<laughs> I, I'm so sick of fucking people like picking sides and making fights for no reason. Like we're again, like I said, we're all people. People are people. Why should it be that you and I would get along so awfully just because you're in Texas, a red state, and I'm in California, a blue state? Who the fuck knows who you support? Who knows what you like? Why should I even fucking care? You know what I mean? I mean, look, yes, if you're one of those fucking idiots who's like, aha, death to uh, immigrants, then you're a dick. All right, fuck you. But if you're just a person, I, I, I got, I'm just rooting for you, man. I don't want people in fucking Texas to be frozen. There are people who are like, haha, if you were in a blue state, you wouldn't be freezing right now. What the fuck does that even mean? Fucking, you know, and then when the fires come and they laugh at us, you're going to be like, you shouldn't laugh at the fires. Nobody should laugh at anybody, man. Climate change is swallowing the earth and there's not a lot we can fucking do about it. All we can do is try to ride it out and be as good as we possibly can to one another. So if somebody's freezing or they need fucking blankets or they wind up with no power, I mean, I'm reading about unfortunate poor people who are sleeping in cars and dying from carbon monoxide poisoning. And I, and this is shit that used to happen when I was a kid. Also, you'd always hear like 10 stories a winter about someone sleeping with a fucking space heater in their house and it tipped over and they, a tenement burned down and everybody fucking died. Like, it's a tragedy, man. It's a tragedy what people are going through. And with climate change, this is going to happen more and more often. We're going to have intense fucking heat. We're going to have crazy fucking cold. The water's going to run out. And uh, it's just going to be a mess. And then, you know what's even worse? You guys are down there in Can- in, in fucking Canada, in Texas. And uh, I heard this. I heard Paul Gamart's going to come down and make some burgers for you. Holy fuck, that can't be good for anybody. I know you're hungry. I know it's cold and it's dark. But nobody wants to pack away last decade's meat. Nobody wants to shove that in their maw in the middle of the freezer, right? You're fucking trying to sleep it off. Everybody's doing what they can to stay warm. Just wrap yourselves around your friend. Wrap yourselves around your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your, your significant other, whomever. Get 10 dogs in the bed. Invite some homeless people over to just have a group warm-up session. Do whatever you fucking need to do to survive this fucking mess because it's going to be more and more like this coming it's going to be fucking weird ass storms here and there fucking hail the size of baby lambs and shit like that it's going to come falling down and crack us all in the skull there's not going to be anything we can do about it except reach a hand out and try to help people when they need fucking help Podcast! Podcast!